10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Joined by Robbie. Hey. And then on the internet, on the call on the other end, we have Sam there. Um, he was being a little bit tired today, so he figured probably best if he went home and slept. So um, we'll be here next week. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Oh, I was on mute. <laughs> I did say hi. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Sam. <laughs> um. Yeah, it turns out he stayed up to like 3 in the morning last night playing a video game, and so he's pretty sleepy. So he won't be joining the live show tonight. Uh, but he did tell us uh, that that would be the one thing he would talk about, was he stayed up playing Deltarune, I think is what it's called, right? Yeah, Deltarune. Yeah, so uh, he'll probably have a bunch of thoughts on that when he comes back to the live show. Which is um, funny, because like, during the actual recording, I was talking about how I was up until 4 in the morning taking care of drunk people, but... I was up until two-ish in the morning waiting to go and pick up Liz, who was out with friends last night and fell asleep. Um, so at three in the morning, I went and picked up Liz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something. We, we all had a weird weekend. Yeah, it definitely was. Late night for yeah. everybody last night. Apparently. Yeah, Sam, when did to... you go to sleep? Did you sleep at all? Um, I went to sleep at about 12... PM or AM rather. <laughs> Twelve AM. Just like, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I went I and got some lunch, came home, took a nap, and I just woke up about an hour ago. So <laughs> I had to work this morning, so I got up <laughs> and went to bed at a, de- a decent time. Look at you, like a responsible adult. Yeah, it was actually cold last night, and I slept like a freaking baby. Uh, if baby slept nice well. To- <laughs> I slept like a baby if they babies kind of, didn't suck at sleeping. Yeah, they kind of wake up a lot and cry and stuff. So I didn't do that. I mean, it's one thing that I liked about my mom's house, like growing up there, like during the winter time, because there was no heater in the room that I was sleeping in. And so it was just always cold. But it's like, you know, you got that warm spot. And then, like, you know, you're kind of surrounded by cold, but then you're warm underneath the blankets and it just feels nice. And like, just like yeah. the per- it feels like just the perfect temperature. Until, you know, your mom wakes you up at 6 a.m. by pulling the covers off of you and screaming to get the hell out of bed and get ready for school. But (laughs) not experienced that really. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Um, something I want to talk about real quick right away. I think it was last week I talked about um, American Horror Story, right? Yeah. Did I talk about that last week? Yeah, you're talking about that and like how much we hate the later seasons. Yeah. So all the most of the seasons. (laughs) <laughs> I decided to keep watching. God, I can't even stand this show. I can watch for about four more seasons and we can end this violently. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Um, decided to keep watching. They haven't ended it yet, so they're going to do, from the looks of it, six episodes. 
for the first story and four for the second, which seems weird, but okay. Um, uh, I There's one thing that I like. Literally, there's... Well, okay, there's two things. In this season, the double feature one, I like Macaulay Culkin. He's just really fun and charming to watch. He's really good at acting, it turns yeah. out. Um, <laughs> who would have thunk it? The guy who has been good at acting since he was 10 is still <laughs> good at acting. Who would have thought? Yeah. He's just really fun and charming to watch, honestly. And then there's this little girl in the show who's an awful, awful person, and she's kind of fun to watch. Okay. Um, kind of a love you, uh, a character you love to hate. Basically, if there were to be a villain in okay. this season, she would be it, I would say. All right, all right. Um, yeah, so watch that. And then curiosity got the better of me when I got off at noon one day. And... Uh, Decided to go watch that one episode of American Horror Stories that I said I wasn't going to watch ever. Which and one? It, the one where they go back to Murder House for again, again, again. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, It's an extremely meta episode. Like, super, super meta, honestly. Because it starts off with, like, the people go to the bed and breakfast. And... They start doing things, but they're like awful people, and then they die in the house, and then it zooms out, and it turns out that was actually just a video game that a mom was having her son play, because she was developing the video game, and she wanted to see what her son thought of it, and how close it was <laughs> to Murder House. Um, oh I'm going to spoil the shit out of this, by the way, because it was garbage. Um, <laughs> okay. So, the son's like... You got everything wrong. Like, why are all these characters even there? Like, why are all these villains there? They were never there in the murder house season. What are you doing, mom? You dumb bitch, basically. He doesn't say bitch, but basically. Um, and so I'm just trying to connect to you. He's like, you can just watch the show with me, mom, if you want to connect to me. You don't have to, like, do this whole thing. You're, like, ruining your life for a thing I don't care about. Um, she's like, oh, yeah, okay, you don't get it. So she uh, obviously goes and buys the property to stay there to research. Um and you get uh, the main guy, the like main dude from season one, the husband. He's actually in the episode, which I thought was very surprising because he's like not been in it, any of the other things that go back to Murder House. Um, hmm. And he's basically there like, uh, yeah, there's another therapist here who sucks and I don't like her advice. Um, and the mom's like trying to talk to the husband there about like what they should do. And... I think he may. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if he was in Apocalypse. I don't really remember all the characters that much, but yeah. See, and I didn't watch anyway. Apocalypse, so yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, and so like he's talking to her and like trying to talk her out of leaving or talk her out of staying there because everybody's gonna kill her. Uh, also, it's Halloween night, um, which is just if you watch American Horror Story, Halloween night is when the ghosts get to do whatever they want, basically. Yeah. It's when chaos reigns. And, 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 you can't and, work on Halloween night. Yeah, and in an American Horror Story, and American Horror Stories, Halloween night is when the only night when the ghosts are allowed to leave the house. Um, and so like mm -hmm. all the ghosts are going out to party and stuff like that, and that's the first night she's there. And she gets there, and the husband isn't leaving, and there's all these ghosts and stuff. They have a conversation. Anyway, they end up killing her, and she gets stuck in the house. After she dies, it zooms to one year later on Halloween when she goes to visit her son. And she's like talking to him and he's like, why weren't you just honest with us? Why can't you just say you went to the house? We could have like talked you out of it. 
Uh, did you know it took like days and days for us to find you because you lied to us about where you were going to be because she didn't say she was even renting the house to the kid? She said she was like going on some like horror conference to talk to the creators of the show because in this universe, American Horror Story is a television show. Yeah. So it's extremely meta in that way. Um, she's like, I was going to go to a conference, talk to these people, but she wasn't because she was going to the house. Um, and he's like, you're an awful mom and you ruined everybody's life, basically. Uh, and she's like, don't you want to like talk about Murder House? She's like, no. Or no, no, that's not what she says. She's like, where's your costume? Like, why aren't you out trick-or-treating? He's like, I don't care about Halloween anymore. And he fucking rides off on his bike. It's really, it, it was acted really badly too. So like, there's some of that conveyance not happening here. The acting is really bad in American Horror Stories. Like, yeah. It, every actor feels like they just got off of off 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 Broadway, um, or almost like they're cold reading the script and like like can't try that again. Like you know, since I know what I'm supposed to be saying, it's like no, no, it's fine. We'll just keep going. Yeah, like they literally read their dailies that day, never read anything beforehand. They didn't get to like learn what their character was supposed to be. They just know like you're a mom. Okay, here's your dailies. Read these lines. Uh, can I do a second take? No, 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 no. We don't have room for that. We don't have the budget uh, for that. It, we don't have the time for that. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like that, honestly. Um, so she goes back to the house. It's the next morning. There's also this subplot in this American Horror Stories thing of there's this girl who falls in love, but that's really not important. Um, anyway, the kid ends up the next morning going and burning the house down because he thinks that's the only thing that's going to free all of the uh, evil, essentially. (laughs) And then he does that. He burns the house down. All the spirits are supposedly free, I guess. Um, And then after the house burns down, it zooms out again, and it's still the kid playing the game! Except now he's praising his mom like, you did it. You got it so perfectly. You found a way to like beat the house too. That's so cool. (laughs) And then like going into like how great it is. She's like, yeah, I'm really glad instead of spending that money on renting the house that I spent the money on some more developers to do a nice 2.0 version of this game. Wow. And then it zooms out and it's the game again. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Um, Oh God. (laughs) So... And it's a kid reading a comic about re- or about a kid playing the game about the game or about the house. It's worse. <laughs> oh. Um, so this is where it just gets really confusing, and I don't actually understand what's happening. Um, it goes over to the place, and there's like a realtor trying to sell that one character. So I said story doesn't fucking matter. She's like a serial killer, and she that's why she liked the house, and she fell in love with a ghost there. And it's a whole dumb fucking thing. It's really dumb. Um. Okay. And so, like, she's there, and, like, there's condos built up there now instead of that old dumb house. And she, like, goes to buy the condo, and they talk about it, and the realtor's like, you know, uh, when all these fir- when these duplexes were first built up, I didn't want to talk about its past because I thought it wouldn't sell well. So I sold six units, and so far, nobody's brought up any weird things happening. So I just never brought it up again. I think all of the evil that was here is just completely gone now. <laughs> And, like, she gets super sad. Um, and she's like, I'll take it anyway. Like, okay. And so she does it. And she's going to bed one night. And the ghost that she was in love with is there. The ghost just appears in her bed. She's like, oh, my God, I thought you were all gone. And the ghost was like, everybody, almost everybody's gone. They either took the chance to run away and find a new home. 
or they went on to the afterlife. Except for me, I waited here for you because I always knew you'd be back. Patrick Swayze, this bitch. <laughs> and they start fucking, and then it cuts over, and that's when it cuts over to it zooming out to the kid playing the game. Oh. And, um, and then he has and that talk to his mom. And then to the TV, big controversy <laughs> no. about fucking. No, There's no. There's a video no. game oh. that has fucking in it. <laughs> so I, I missed I up when it zooms out for the second time. So it does that scene, and then it does the zoom out to the kid being like, whoa, mom, you finally did it. And her saying the 2.0 thing, and she's like, yeah, yeah. Oh. Anyway, um, I love you. This is a great thing going on. Uh, everyone's happy. Let's go get ice cream. And they leave. And then this sounds a- like a like a goosebumps episode. <laughs> it feels like a bad goosebumps episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like it zooms into the floor, and there's a ghost or like an, a thing in season one that I don't even remember, but this episode seems to think I remember it really well. Um, there's like a ball, a red ball that rolls across the floor, and apparently that's something that would kill people in season one. There would be like a red ball rolls across the floor, and then a king would eat you. So then a red oh. ball rolls across the floor after they leave the house to get ice cream. So was it all real? <laughs> Is the mama a ghost and she ran away, but somehow the kid doesn't realize that, even though he already said that she was dead and burnt down the house. Like there's so m- it opens up a million questions that don't make any sense. Fuck. And by the way, <laughs> this episode was written. By the showrunners. It was like, it was basically them being like, fuck Murder House, get rid of fucking Murder House. I never want to go back there again. People like it too much. Fuck Murder House. But also them not realizing how to write anything good. So (laughs) it was really bad. I regret it. How can we destroy a thing that, or how can we destroy a thing that people love? Kind of. Um, And make them absolutely hate it (laughs) in the process. Like, there's a very meta moment when the kid's talking about the seasons that he really loves, and he brings up Apocalypse as being a low point, which I thought was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, another thing I should say is, besides the one dude from um, the first season being in there, this is the only Mm -hmm. episode that has any of the cast from the normal show in it at all, and they're all from season one of American Horror Story. (laughs) Okay. Because it has the girl who has autism in it as well. And then a couple of like the enemies like clown faces in there for like two seconds. And that's mm-hmm. it. Like there's no other actors that are normally an American Horror Story in it. It's just a bunch of no names doing one story and then they're done. So yeah, that's that. I really hope they don't do another season of that. <laughs> oh, they probably will. But... <laughs> I don't know what the ratings were, honestly. I think I would I would think they were bad because I don't feel like anybody was talking about it. This I mean, it's like kind of one of those things on like TV. I, yeah, it was on TV. I yeah. guess it's one of those things that like I kind of forgot that they're still making new episodes of it. I thought that they quit after like season six and then <laughs> ever like you just like talking about it, like, oh, this is th- they're still making episodes. Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, are they? Are yeah. they ever? Mm hmm. Three more seasons after this one, guaranteed. Oh boy! <laughs> it, the way that you talk about it makes me think of like horror movies in the '90s, almost. Kind of how like first one is usually good, and then just starts going progressively downhill. And like you know, maybe five or six might be okay, and then it goes downhill again. Yeah, yeah. It is the Nightmare on Elm Street of modern television, or. I was actually going to say like Hellraiser. Almost. Or just the modern television of modern television. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, or that. Yes. <laughs> or yeah, I said that because like even, but anyway, I was gonna say because like the first two Hellraiser movies are actually pretty decent, and then third just sharply declines. I disagree. There, I love three so much. Uh, it's so stupid. That's why. That's why I didn't like Bettos. It was so stupid. It's real dumb. And I think five is the one in outer space. That no, one's four. Really, four was outer space. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I like one through four. Okay. I hate everything else. I mean, I got to four and I was like, I can't keep watching this. <laughs> I love four so much. It's so stupid. It's just yeah, the dumbest thing. That was the one that I was like, okay, well, they killed them. So there's no more fucking Hellraiser. I don't care that there's five other movies besides this. I'm, I'm done. You know what the fun oh, thing about that is? You're talking about Hellraiser. Sorry, I blocked that yeah. part out. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep progressively getting worse. The second movie is basically just like flashbacks from the first movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's kind of it's kind of a continuation. What happened? <laughs> so yeah. Um, after four, all of them are literally the same plot. Um, a detective finds the box and then goes down their own hell. Um, it's literally that for four more movies. It's, I'm. It's almost cut and paste plot points. I'm not even kidding. Like the point where it no, is I a detective, you. like a gruff detective, going through it. Yeah, it's that for like four movies. It's really bad. Yeah. I believe you. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think it was like I think five. I washed up to that. Yeah, I think it was five years ago or something like that that I was like, I'm going to watch every Hellraiser this Halloween. And I got to like seven and I was like, I'm never watching Hellraiser again. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, I, I did the same ago, thing. And I got, and I got to, to like four. three or four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was because I I think I uh, found like a like a Hellraiser collection thing. Like, you know, whenever because like that was a big thing in the early 2000s. Like sell the entire collection of the movies. I have a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, and I had that I have that of Hellraiser. I have all the way up to nine, but I've only watched a four because I cannot bring myself to watch five, six, seven, eight, and nine. <laughs> a good series yeah. for you guys to check out is uh just all of them. It's the Phantasm movies. Yeah. I actually have all the Phantasms. I need to watch all of them still. Me too. They're good. Those ones are pretty good. Like I still want to bring the first one just to get Dry's general opinions on it. You yeah, both keep saying you want to show them to me and bring it to the podcast. So yeah, yeah, and we both have the. I think we both have the remaster, don't we? Um, I'm not sure what I have. Okay, like because I got the remaster, really enjoyed it, it, and then bought like bought the once again the collector's DVD of all five of them. Yeah. Um. Maybe this Halloween we'll be able to fit it in. Yeah. Perhaps. Hell yeah! It technically falls under slasher. There you go. Yeah, um, kind of. Yeah. As I said, technically, but <laughs> um, That's great though. Yeah, the very first one I can say for sure is B-rated horror from the seventies. But mm-hmm. okay, I can accept that. I think yeah. they're all pretty fun in their own ways. Yeah, I, I still need to like just sit down and watch the rest of them, but I, I really enjoyed the first one. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, very good. Um, Robbie, yeah. I guess speaking of other things that I've enjoyed, um, I started playing Control again. Took a quick break because I still had hard drive. Sorry, I mixed that up. I still had uh, the game inside on my hard drive. And I was just like, still really want to play that game because like I really liked Limbo. And everyone keeps on saying about how much better inside was. So I decided to play that game. It's really good. It is really good. Um, One thing that I realized about myself while playing that game was um, the sequence where you have to run from rabid dogs that are trying to eat you was far scarier to me than anything that happens in Soma. Because, <laughs> like, 
that part where like you have to climb that fence and then you go to the door and you have to like start ripping the boards off while dogs are like running down the hallway to come eat you. Yeah. Like whenever I finally finished that sequence, I like took my hand off the keyboard and they're shaking like violently. That's funny. <laughs> huh. The so more yeah, you know. being eaten by dogs is far scarier than dying at the bottom of the ocean, in my opinion. <laughs> well, we have a difference of opinion there. Yeah, but... we do. <laughs> uh, there's that. Uh, the only thing that kind of like I did really like how they did like the same kind of thing where like there's a story, but you have to really be paying attention to what's happening in the background to understand the story of it. Yeah, I feel yeah. like the further that game went along, the less I was understanding the story, though, like at, like whenever I was playing the ending of it without spoiling anything, I just kind of had this moment of like, I feel like there's a deeper meaning here, but I'm too dumb to understand what it is. <laughs> yeah, like it was um, pretty similar to Little Nightmares. Yeah, I heard that one was a really good one, too. It, yeah, it is. It, Sam, it is extremely similar to Little Nightmares. Okay. Is it because I mean, it's from I, the same studio or something? <laughs> no, like, I... I oh, you're just pointing out that that was a sarcasm. Okay. No, I was just agreeing with you. I've heard really good things about Little Nightmares. I just haven't... Once again, haven't even played it yet. Little Nightmares is super it's short. A That's short a game I would get on sale. Okay. Well, there's that and like, Little yeah. Nightmares 2 just came out recently, also. Yeah, like yeah, earlier this I, year, I think. I feel if you paid full price for Little Nightmares, you might be disappointed, depending on like how much cash you have to just throw. Well, I around. think it's always yeah. on sale, pretty much. Well, you probably buy on Steam, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like if I had paid the original thirty dollars for Little Nightmares, I think I would have been really disappointed because it is like a three-hour game. Okay, it's super fucking. I mean, short. I'm okay with it as long <laughs> as it's a quality three hours. It was a good. It was literally a good afternoon. Like I yeah. downloaded the game. It took about five minutes to download. I played it from start to finish in an afternoon. After I got off work and before Liz even got off work, <laughs> like it was a short game, but yeah. it was fun. I didn't go through it as fast, but I don't think I really go through games that fast anyway. Yeah, I I enjoy it. Yeah, it counts in the game. Like there are cer- there are some games I just kind of speed through them, and then there's other games that like I'll sit there and I'll like try to walk into every single corner just to see if there's anything that I'm missing because I just want to stay <laughs> in the game world for a little while longer. Like the only games yeah. I do that with, I feel are survival horror games. I do that a lot with survival horror. I, uh, I do that a lot with adventure games. Uh, weirdly enough, not as much with uh, like uh, elder scroll games. I don't do that with those because mm. there's too much in those games to begin with. Like I've found that I only walk into random areas in elder scrolls games. Cause I think <laughs> the main quests and I, I'm going to say this in Bethesda games in general is boring as fuck. Usually. Yeah. Nobody really plays them for like the main quests. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way that I see it with those games, and this is always how it's happened with the uh, Bethesda games and elder scroll games in general with me is I'll be walking from one main mission to the other. And then someone will like walk up to me and be like, Hey, I need you to do this thing for me. And now I have side quests. And then yep. while I'm walking towards the side quest, Hey, I need you to do this thing for me. And now I have a backlog of 27 quests. Where you on there. Like, a so cool it's thing like, and you go there and you're like, yeah. Yeah. And like, but that's the thing is like, I don't need to, it, it feels like I don't need to search out these secrets. They come to me almost in those games. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. I think my favorite version of that, and it's maybe only my favorite because it's the most relevant to me recently is in 76. Like on the map, it's all these like very prominent things. And it's like, you go there. It's like, Hey, here's like a giant Ferris wheel or here's like a town. And you go there and it's like, huh? Yeah, that's a big Ferris wheel. <laughs> all right. What next? Then you walk Not always on the map though. Like seven quests in this little tiny town that has five houses 
76 doesn't do that. It doesn't like bombard you with quests because mo- it's basically. Well, that's what I'm MMO. saying though is like it tells you to like walk those areas, but like you end up finding more quests in like these little tiny areas. More so now, I think. I've d I don't know. I've not spent enough with modern seventy six. And know, yeah, that's guess, fair. But modern seventy six. Yeah, and that's one of those weird things you should say <laughs> is that like we actually got seventy six whenever it was still like in its original one build and buggy and and everything. And yeah. Still enjoyed playing it. Like it's I actually fun. Yeah, I actually kinda like yeah. I know one of the biggest complaints when it first came out was that uh there was just like there's no NPCs around. But it made sense for that version of uh for fallout or at least that area of fallout and like what was happening around there. And I kind of liked like finding journal entries, finding uh little tape entries and like figuring out like what happened. Why is there nobody here? Cause there was a reason behind it. Yeah. I thought that was really yeah. fun actually. Um, but now they have NPCs and it does feel a bit more populated. It literally Which... just feels like fallout now. Like it feels yeah. like yeah. fallout Four. <laughs> but I guess also speaking of another game, um, I guess they actually fixed um, Cyberpunk 2077 to like run on the PS4, and how they did that is just by taking all the cars and NPCs out of the um, out of the main world. So like, there's not a whole lot of traffic, and there's not really people walking on the for sidewalks. The PS4, or, uh, yeah, for the PS4, <laughs> yeah, that's how they fixed it. I have it. that. I have that copy. Yeah, if you if you played me. the 1.3 patch of it, it runs a lot more sta- uh, stable, but there's like no NPCs. Like, it doesn't feel like a living world anymore, and that's what people's main complaint about it is now. I haven't even attempted to play that on my ps4 that's fair <laughs> yeah my I didn't buy it it was given to me <laughs> so here's they've promised that they're going to do free upgrades to the ps5 version when the ps5 version comes out so i'm just gonna buy a ps4 copy when yeah. the ps5 version comes and, out yeah i was gonna say uh from what i've been told the ps4 copy plays on ps5 fine it just plays at 60 frames a second right that's the problem it still feels empty it just it's empty at 60 frames now. Yeah. That's why I don't want to play it. Like, I want to play that game the best way to play that game. And which is PC, but you're not willing to do that. <laughs> no, because I'm not going to spend $2,000 to play a video game. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, that's what it would cost to play that game at its best. And I'm not fucking doing that. So, <laughs> that's not worth it. no. Um, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> I see you looking at me judgmentally. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just. I'm sure when they do the next gen version the 30 frames per second one is going to be much more populated. And I'm more yeah. willing to play that at 30 frames per second. If it's very populated and it feels like the open world. Cause that's what I want out of it. Yeah. Like I want to do be a fun shooter open world. And like if the 60 frame per second version is just the PS4 version at 60 frames per second, like I'm not going to be interested in that. Yeah. And honestly, that's fair, which it's one of those things. Like I still enjoy that game. I understand the criticism behind it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those like, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that franchise like from here on out just for the sole factor that um, like people complain about it left and right but it sold really well sold extremely well yeah like it's they made their money back within like the first couple of weeks people you know even after they had the refund they still made money off of the game and then once they got it working on PS4 it became the best selling game on PS4 yeah it was off the market for like seven months yeah so. But like, yeah, once it got or once they put it back on the market, like it became the best selling game on last gen consoles, yeah. which is crazy to think about because it's one of those like people can bitched and moaned about it. People are still bitching and moaning about it, but they're playing it still. Yeah. Yeah. I would be so I would I want to see what the stats are for like how many people got like the the platinum for that on consoles. Yeah, I know 
platinum wise i know for like pc was pretty low like i think i want to say it's like four percent of people who got in the platinum you have to do a lot to get the platinum don't get me wrong like there's certain things that i did on that game to get trophies that i did after i beat or after i'd beaten one of the endings oh, Jesus. yeah but like it was just weird oh, like it was this. just weird how it po- like how it did the whole thing because like like how I told you, there's like there's four romanceable character romanceable characters in it, and I told you I, I think I got a good idea of like what kind of people were playing that game, or like um I guess like the sexuality of people that were playing that game based off of the trophies of like doing all the quests for the people that um you are that you can romance in yeah. it because it's like um the straight girl you can romance had the highest amount of trophies of like finishing her quests, and then the next one after that was the uh, was the lesbian character. And then next was the straight man, and then the very last was the gay man. <laughs> oh, yeah, <weird. laughs> yeah. Which it's one of those like, yeah, that I guess that makes sense. But or, I guess also another reason why it makes sense is because I had already beaten, like, I beaten one of the endings already for that game. Whenever the character, the gay man that you can romance in it, I started getting his quest lines after I beat the game. What? Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There was like. I think there's like four or five different quest lines that I ended up getting like after I'd beaten that game or I'd gotten two different endings on that game. And I don't think it was done purposefully. I just think it was like the way that the game loaded it in because like it loaded in those quest lines because those people give you a call and like, Hey, could you do this favor for me kind of thing? And like, and then it opens up the quest line for you to like, you know, do the missions. So you essentially just have to be in the world long enough. Pretty much. Yeah. That sucks. Kinda, <laughs> but I don't know if it was like that for everybody else. That's how it was for me, though. But I will also say, when it comes to uh, the actual quest lines that they have for those characters, I feel like um, Carrie is his name. Carrie, the uh, the gay man that you, you can romance in that. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like his storyline actually is the weakest in that. Oh, why is that? It, it, you just compared to the other people that you romance, you just don't do a whole lot. Oh, he's like, just kind of there. Yeah, he kind of yeah, because uh, his whole thing is. Um, Carrie was, uh, the lead or was, yeah, the lead guitarist and one of the singers for, um, for the band Samurai in the game, which is like, you know, um, Keanu Reeves character character that that's his band. And so Carrie was like one of the people that was in his band with him Mm -hmm. and you meet him because like, you know, everything that happens with his character on there. And like, he calls you like, Hey, could you like come do a favor for me? And like, he wants you to vandalize or vandalize a van. And it turns out that, um, they want him to do uh, a like a mashup. Like, he, they want him to like work with these pop idol char- characters, and he doesn't want to do it because he feel like he feels like it's gonna ruin his rocker rep- reputation. And so, to prove that, like, he's still a rebel and that he's still a rocker, like, you know, he goes and he destroys their van, and then like he goes and he threatens them, and then it eventually just turns into uh, he, he decides he wants to work with them because it turns out they're fans of his music, anyways. And so, instead, like, at the very end, you are uh, you go to his manager. And you vandalize his yacht and then blow it up at the end of it. Huh. Like, and that's it in comparison to like, um, the straight our girl's character. Hers is actually pretty important to the main plot line of everything. But with hers, uh, she's basically part of the biker gang that like lives on the outskirts of, uh, night city. And she's having a spat between her and the leader of there or of the, um, Avocados, I think is uh, what they're called. The avocados. No. Avocados? <laughs> avocados. Avocados sounds pretty intimidating to me. Uh, there's that. And like, uh, it goes, like that one goes into a storyline of like, um, despite the fact they're having a spat, he ends up getting kidnapped. You have to try to save him from basically uh, corporations are trying to get the them out of the way. And then like you end up, um, you end up like, um, 
can't remember how it gets I'm missing some plot points of like where it gets to this point, but eventually you end up like stealing military vehicles and then using it against uh, basically like a military army. Huh. Anyway, that's so, like that one. There's like a lot more that's fleshed out to that. That, uh, that one is definitely like it's almost long enough. It could be a, a short game within itself hmm. compared to like, you know, the five or six missions you do with Carrie. And then there's that. And then like with the lesbian character, uh, there's like this whole big thing of her dealing with grief. Um, one of her best friends kills herself. And you have to well, help her deal with that. Like, yeah. I don't even need to play the game now. You already told me everything about <laughs> There's a lot that happens in that game that I'm not talking about. But like, that's, I'm just basically saying like, between that, like, you know, someone who's just like, I need to get my rocker reputation back up compared to like dealing with the storyline deals with grief and loss and, rep- and reputation and like redemption and stuff like that. So here's a question I have. If you choose to romance one of these people, are the other lines cut off from you technically no okay so like it's one of those if you're playing a guy in there uh, like because i completed all of their quest lines like uh, i didn't romance all of them i only romance the one character but you can play through all of them okay do you have um, to real romance somebody no okay. you, you can actually go through the game and romance zero people okay Good. um it's one of those things like you have to say you have to say certain things to certain characters in order to actually even get a romance. So it's something that you can easily actually bypass by accident if you need if need be. Okay. But um, yeah, and, and then even then, uh, like you know, if you play a male character, you technically can only romance two people, and then if you play a female character, you can technically only romance two people. Weird. 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 Because it's just, not that you know, weird, but well, <laughs> well yeah, it just kind of goes with like that thing of like you're either you know, a straight man or a gay man, or you're either uh, a straight woman or a lesbian or um, a gay woman, which I guess you technically can be, be both. But like when it comes to the, like the only way that it actually like makes a difference is when it comes to like the ending of the game. Cause uh, you can do an ending that has to do with uh, your significant other. And so you can only call one person huh? at the end of it. And so like, that's the person that you choose to be like the romanceful character. Weird game seems weird. Yeah. It's weird, but like, the way that I've come to look at that game is like, this is going to sound weird, but uh, almost dealing. I think of that game almost like dealing with uh, Peter Jackson movies. Because like a good what? example of that, like, hear me out, hear me out. Because <laughs> like a good example of that is a CD Projekt Red. They worked on the Witcher series, which was a trilogy. Kind of like Peter Jackson worked on Lord of the Rings, which was a trilogy. And it kind of went like with the Witcher that like the first one was okay. Second one was really good. Third one was like a big, a huge deal. And then like, it was one of those things like, the way that people look at the Lord of the Rings movies is that like, you know, the fellowship of the ring is good. Two towers is better. And then, um, return of the King is the best to the point that like it won 11 Oscars level of good. And to the point that like, you know, uh, the Witcher three alone won like 800 different awards from all these different, um, award shows for video games and actually held the record of being the, or having the most game of the year awards until Glass was two came out and literally beat it by just one award. Ha. And so it's like one of those, uh, the Witcher three has 260 game of the year awards. And, uh, the last of us two part two has uh, 261. <laughs> and so, <funny>. but like <laughs> with 800 awards, you know, it's still one of the highest awarded games of all time. And then there's cyberpunk. And then with Lord of the Rings being the most awarded, movie franchise of all time and then he made king kong nothing really wrong with king kong but it's definitely not lord of the rings except for in this case 
there is things wrong with cyberpunk. There is definitely things wrong with cyberpunk. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But like that's the way that I look at it is like I think like because you know people were I, I feel like whenever King Kong came out, people were expecting big things from because Peter Jackson was directing it. And then it ended up being not as good. Like it's still a good movie, but it's definitely no Lord of the Rings. Like it couldn't hold up or hold a candle to like what that trilogy was. I mean, it's for sure King Kong. Yeah, it is definitely King <laughs> Kong, but like it's not anything bigger than that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Kind of like it's one of those like people saw the Witcher series and like people had high expectations because the Witcher three was so good. So they expected this to be bigger and better. But it just what or it's basically people were mad that it wasn't like a cyberpunk version of the Witcher. Yeah. Yeah. I think people had really high expectations for cyberpunk. And yeah. I don't know why, because it never showed that it would like fulfill any of that. But people like thought it was gonna be like the next generation of what games yeah. are meant to be, and you can walk into every single building and fuck who it and rape whoever you want. Yeah, or you can like <laughs> buy this kit in the house. Like, yeah, and people did have like that high expectation of that too, and like some of it did have to go with uh, the cinematic trailers that went with it too, and people were expecting like the cinematic trailer to look like the game to look exactly like the cinematic trailer because like it showed a very dense populated world. But it was like to the point that people were walking shoulder to shoulder on the sidewalk and like you couldn't really you had to like kind of move your way past people. Yeah, which is not yeah. how video games work. No. <laughs> I mean, the closest you get to that is like kind of what they did with the original Assassin's Creed, but that's still not the same. I would say or like game heavy of- rain. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. For no. Heavy rain. Is it nope. getting where your kid runs no. off? Nope. With the red balloon and then goes nope. into traffic for some reason. I was going to say the best I've seen of like actual crowd interaction <laughs> would be Uncharted 4, but that's actually a good example. Uh, I think, honestly, yeah. weirdly enough, uh, it's a game that did crowd interaction really well, but did nothing else very, very well was uh, Assassin's Creed Unity. But I'd never played it. Never even touched my hands uh, on that So the game. thing about that is uh, the engine of that game, uh, which is why it kind of makes sense why it ran like garbage when it first came <laughs> out, is... Um, the idea of that engine was um, you're supposed to be able to have. Sorry, I had the hiccups for some reason. Uh, you're supposed to have up to like 30,000 NPCs on screen at one point at one time with that engine. And that. they tried implementing that in Unity. Didn't work on the PS4. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, it barely worked on PCs at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like that one was basically like they shot themselves in the foot with that game, much like. C- C- or CD Projekt Red shot themselves in the foot with um, Cyberpunk. Lofty goals, and they didn't check themselves. Yeah. And I think part of it's that uh, there's <clears throat> there's a lot of things with that that I could get into. That could probably be its own live cast. Like, there's that. Um, the fact that it was announced in 2012, and they didn't actually start working on the game until 2016. Um, the fact that they went public for that, and so they had investors like, come on, we need this game. We need it now. You need to push it out right now, right now, right now, kind of thing. And like, put more pressure on them because like they wanted to make it this big thing that everybody was expecting but they couldn't deliver it because they were on a time or a time budget kind of thing because they went public with that game they did it to themselves yeah they very like I said they very much shot themselves in the foot yeah so like i said it's one of those i enjoy the game i love it for what it is i understand people's criticisms though like mm. I, if they say like you oh well they did this wrong they did that wrong like yeah they did but like it's just kind of they did what they could with it yeah i would imagine that if they were to dip a toe into that lake of cyberpunk again i would bet that they don't go public with that until like a month before it comes out (laughs) if they were smart that's what they would do yeah 
But yeah, um, it's that's what I'm saying. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that franchise because it sold really well. People love to hate that game, but it sold really well. It's kind of in a, to compare it to another movie franchise. It's almost kind of like Transformers. No, I was well. Yeah, actually, yeah, kind of <laughs> because people love to complain about Transformers, but it always makes its money. It's like Lord of the Rings. No, I was actually going to say DC films. The Hobbit. Adam Sandler, anything. Sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking that Transylvania series was huge for some reason. Yeah. Like Adam Sandler is weird in that sense. Transylvania like, series. Oh, yeah. the um, the kids ones. Yeah. yeah. That like, was like fucking called again. Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania. Hotel yeah. Transylvania 2 something something. Hotel, Hotel Transylvania Trans- 3. Did they have a series it's like at a one point? cruise ship. Hotel Transylvania 4 Possibly. is everybody gets turned into everybody else. Wait, there's that many of them? Yeah, I <laughs> think 4 just came out or is about to come out. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, yeah, there is also a series. Yeah. But, like, I guess Can a good I talk example. About... Oh, okay. Oh. No, go, go on, on. Go on. Talk about No, because I was going to go on to a whole different thing. <laughs> oh. I was just going to say, like, Adam Sandler movies are weird. Like, one movie that we watched a lot growing up that apparently bombed really hard was Little Nicky. Um, which makes sense. Don't get me wrong. As an adult, I am very happy to say that I don't know what Child Dry was thinking of liking Adam Sandler. <laughs> I mean, I can th- see the same. Me like, either. Like movies like Billy Madison or <laughs> Little adult. Nicky or like all these other movies. Like I loved as a kid, but as an adult, just kind of eh. It's just but not like, good. A good example as is a those kid, movies I could never like, see why you would ever like those movies. So. So uh, you've always been cynical, though. Um, I just have good taste. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a witch, so. But the point okay. I was going to make is that, like, uh, movies like <laughs> Little Nicky, like that movie, cost fifty million dollars to make, and apparently, yeah, apparently it only made back like thirty-two or thirty-eight million dollars, so it bombed hard. Um, you know, Jack and Jill, what's considered to be the worst movie he's ever made, like that movie bombed. But then, like movies like Grown Ups, like apparently that movie almost made Marvel numbers, like they spent like like 11 or like it was either 11 million dollars or 20 million dollars on that movie and apparently it made almost 300 million dollars in the box office so yeah it's like a weird thing like adam sandler he either bombs it hard or he like makes fucking hollywood gold yeah and then he had that deal with netflix for like eight (laughs) movies exclusively for netflix yeah and from what i can tell all of those have done extremely well actually yeah i haven't heard good things about them but they've done extremely well yeah exactly but like the thing okay. is, the people who are fans of those movies aren't going to be the people who are going out there to like forums to be like, Adam Sandler's the best. It's going to be fucking people like us who go onto a forum and be like, Adam Sandler sucks, right, guys? <laughs> so Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. I don't have a harsh opinion about him. I just feel like he either makes something really good or he makes something that's garbage. Like there's no like garbage. weird middle ground. It's all garbage. It's I'm all garbage. <laughs> yeah. But Anyways, moving Sam. on. <laughs> moving cool. on. So I, I sent you, I think, that trailer for that um new A24 film called Lamb? Did you watch that trailer? Oh no, I forgot you sent that to me. I did not watch it. Because that. it looks fucking what the fuck. It sounds very A24 <laughs> to, though, but I need you to watch that trailer. <laughs> okay. I mean also speaking of A24, um I actually bought Sir Gawain in the Green Knight so I could read the book before I watched the movie. <laughs> and so I still need to read that book so I can watch that movie because apparently, according to Dry, like I feel like I'd get more from the movie if I read the book. One hundred percent. I feel like if you just watch the movie and don't know the source material at all, yeah, um, you're if you don't even know it's based off of a poem, 
and he's going like that movie sucked ass didn't do anything like i this movie is not like a common audience thing yeah like it's <laughs> it's a movie that is designed for people that know the source material yeah. which i like i said i did not going into it and like afterwards i had to look up stuff and i was like oh that make now i understand what's happening in this movie great right and like i think some of it is like the story of like the fact that it's even still or the fact that the story even still exists is kind of amazing like it's one of those weird things like uh the fact that it was uh written by an unknown poet in the 14th century and then like went from collector to collector to collector and then eventually like a collector that had it in the 1700s he um uh his house burned down and a lot of the books that he had inside the house uh didn't survive the two most notable books that did survive though was beowulf and the green knight with it and so like the only surviving copy of the green knight that's actually left is actually is at the um or i guess the our only original one yeah. that's still surviving is in the uh british museum of something or another <laughs> I love the British Museum of something or another. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> it's the greatest museums of some things and others. <laughs> also, Sam, I'm watching this trailer without sound right now. And um, it's just about taking care of a lamb? Um, I don't fucking know. I don't think so. <laughs> Is lamb kind of like Black Phillip? I don't know. I'm no. watching this. I don't know, too. I really don't know. Their lamb is a baby? I don't know. But also an axe murder? This fall. Okay. Did they birth a half lamb baby? I don't know. <laughs> is it a movie about a woman who birds a lamb? And so it's technically a lamb, but technically a person? And I bet the music that's going on in this trailer right now is really, really dark and has a lot of bass in it. Has a lot of bass. Um, actually, like the beginning. Lens. No, you have to watch it with sound too. After this, you have to watch it with sound because. <laughs> All right, so tell us that it's like... not a child, and there's a bunch of lambs running around. It's an animal. All right, it's a dead. Okay, yeah, that's definitely a child with a lamb's head. Okay. <laughs> and now I think the lamb killed them. Uh huh. Huh. The birth of the yeah. baby car. Mother return lamb. Coming soon. Was Jennifer Lawrence the mother of the lamb? <laughs> no, thank fuck. <laughs> that was um, garbage. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like if well, that was a scene with the mother dry, I would be like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> oh, I was awful. Oh, he's but, fucking garbage. What the fuck is that trailer? It seems like if some a fake thing. <laughs> Yeah, but it's my A24, so... I know. So I'm going to watch it. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's why I went to the Green Knight for. Like, I don't know. I'm not really interested in this, but it's by A24, so it's probably good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll watch the freaky half-lamb thing. It looks weird. Yeah. It looks extremely weird. We're going to have to watch this it trailer after weird. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you guys can tell, I wasn't watching the trailer. Dry was watching it on his phone, and I was just staring at him while he was watching it on his phone with his phone pointed away from me. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, I guess the other thing would be to put it on the uh, computer screen and then hope that the audio doesn't leak into the live cast. Yeah, I think that might go into like copyright stuff if the audio was yeah. on. That's why I didn't do would that. that happen? It, it's a possibility. It, to be fair, the uh, our, our audio has been a little bit weird tonight. Yeah, that's why the live show was also so late tonight. Is because we had a lot of technical problems today. It sucked. 
It was bad. Damn. Yeah. It happens, though. Yeah. Um, anything you've been watching or playing lately, Sam? Um, well, we've been playing World War Z a little bit. Again, we got have again. got back into that. That's the really new fun. DLC is going to come out. The expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super fun. <laughs> yeah, it is the second best thing in the World War Z universe. <laughs> After the book, yeah. and then speaking of way, which, uh, I can see far, you getting far into away. it's fucking the shitty movie. <laughs> So here's here's my lineup of the things that are in the World War Z universe that I that are the best to worst. Best World War Z the book, obviously. It's a yeah. great book. Second, <laughs> this game. Third, the spin-off book, um, How to Survive a Zombie Apocalypse, mm-hmm. I think is what it's called. <laughs> Didn't know there was. Um fourth is the unrated version of the World War Z movie. Fifth is the theatrical release. I thought this was going to be like a joke um, list. I thought you were just going to say the book, the game, and the movie. <laughs> no, no, there's actually a list. I actually, okay. I, I'm very knowledgeable hey, about this. Number four is actually some no, unrelated actually movie that has nothing to do with it. Then five was the unrated cut. Then six was probably another unrated movie. And then seven was the actual theatrical cut. The problem is like the differences between the theatrical cut of World War Z and the uncut version is they cut out about five minutes of like chaos and there's these weird so the weirdest <laughs> part is the theatrical version of world war z takes about a second off of every action scene because it just cuts off the actual murders so someone gets shot yeah in the head, it cuts away right re- before the bullet shot i remember doing that i i remember it not being very good because it was like very tame ish it was yeah. extremely tame and then like when it came to the zombies and all the gore in it, it would cut away from any actual gore, and if there was blood, it made it black, even if it was human. It was just completely black. Yeah. So the reason why the world, why the unrated version is so good is it doesn't cut away from the violence, it lets things linger when they need to, and it shows actual blood and gore and violence. I think the climax of the movie is ten minutes longer because of that, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, like, in the theatrical version, you can clearly tell that they did some, let's call it creative editing. Yeah. to get that movie mm-hmm. to be PG-13. Um, but it cuts out all of the stuff that's like tense and actually good about it. Yeah. I mean, I feel... I would say it was a thing for a while, but I feel like it's still a thing of like movies cutting things out to just slide under the radar and get it oh. to be just PG-13. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, the World War... You can War always be- tell like in PG-13 movies like where they had to cut it or yeah. what they had to cut out. Yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, but the World War Z game is great because there's just thousands of enemies on screen. Uh, did you play with us at all, Robbie? I've watched you play it. I haven't played it myself yet. Okay, yeah. So there's just thousands and thousands of enemies, and they're not faking any of the enemies. All the enemies have a hitbox. All the enemies do as much damage as the next enemy. Dope. You have to kill every enemy. Um, so like when there's literally a street flooding with enemies, they're all real. They're all going to fuck you up if you don't kill them. Yeah, so they climb over fences, they break down walls. It's fucking intense. It's so scary. Very... It's literally like a wave of fucking zombies coming yeah. at you. Yeah, like if you get stuck in where, like, in the middle of them running from where you are to what they're trying to destroy, they swarm you, and the game's like, you're swarmed. You can't do anything. Don't know what to tell you, man. There's too many zombies. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't even give you the opportunity to get out because it's just a wave of bodies hitting you. Nice. It's so cool. Uh, and then the aftermath DLC is about to come out. Which comes out with couple new maps which i think is going to end up being like seven new episodes something like that um 
and then it's upping for anybody playing on PS5 and next gen stuff to 60 FPS 4K. And then it also has a Horde XL stuff in it, which just makes it to where there's a few hundred more zombies on screen for funsies. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of, uh, I haven't gotten it, but I have it on my wish list as uh, somebody took, I, I've talked about it before too, is somebody took the um, Ultimate Battle Simulator engine, yeah, which is like, you know, an engine that's meant to like, you know, put thousands of individual npcs on the screen at one time mm-hmm. and they made a zombie game off of it so like you're just in medieval times and you're fighting like hordes of like tens of thousands of zombies all at once just super fun mm-hmm. that's essentially what world war z is um because there's also specials there's it's, it's one of those games yeah uh there's specials and all that good stuff i think the best part about world war z honestly is that it has a leveling system and it has a character building system to it so you level up your character you get different abilities as you go on and then you also upgrade weapons. So like weapons that you start off with and pick up, you like get better attachments for them and you level them up too. So you actually get stronger weapons as you go up in difficulty and stuff. Yeah. So Which it adds an extra layer to it that yeah. like Left 4 Dead didn't have. Which is great. Yeah, it's okay. super fun. It's really actually very addicting to play. And I'm sure it's one of those like the more friends you have playing it, the better. Yeah. It, uh, it would be very difficult to play this game by yourself and get the full enjoyment out of it because it really is like working together as a team and like yeah the best parts of this are when we have to split up and communicate and like actually when the plan works out like that's the best part yeah which that just made me uh realize another game that we played a long time ago which really <laughs> enough, probably we probably didn't even get the full experience back then but uh that conflict vietnam game I feel like oh, if we had four people playing that game, we probably could get the full experience because it's a, you're playing as a squad of four soldiers in Vietnam. Yeah, that game was intense. That game was really fucking hard. I remember. Yeah, it, I remember it being really hard too. And I remember like you rented it and like we played it the one day, and I was like, "Hey, that was really fun." And then you beat the game without me. I never <laughs> beat just, it. Oh, oh no, I never beat that game. It was too hard to play by myself. Okay, but yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. You were playing it by yourself, and you're saying like there were some really intense missions on there. Uh, like I remember you're saying that there was a very once again, because everything has references dealing with uh, Vietnam, there was a uh, deer hunter reference, whatever, like they had you playing um, Russian roulette, and then you yeah. basically just start the level with the revolver that has two bullets in it. Yeah, and you just have to get lucky and kill a guy in like two shots and steal his <laughs> weapon and hope like you get to keep playing. Yeah. That level's really fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, might have been where he got stuck. I, I bet it was actually <laughs> that game was so hard. Yeah. I remember that was why I liked it though. Cause it was really intense. Yeah. Cause yeah, we did have some pretty intense battles on that game for being a PS two war game. Like it got pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That was fun. Yeah. Um, watch anything else, Sam play anything else. Um, I watched a lot of YouTube, but also I watched a weird shitty creepy movie the other day. <laughs> Another one of those. Oh, it's creepy for other reasons. <laughs> Pedophilia? Oh, no. Oh, it's called How I Live Now. And like... And it's not pedophilia? There's cousin fucking... No, there's cousin fucking. Just cousin <laughs> romance and fucking. Oh, so it takes place in Alabama? No, England, actually. Ew. Oh, it's so a Game of Thrones. Royalty? <laughs> Is it about no. the queen? No, it's about, um, I guess it's based on a book or something, but um, it's about this uh, girl that's, like, sent away to live with relatives, like her aunt and cousins, 
in England for some fucking reason. Anyway, it's like then it's like a post-apocalyptic thing, or like war, rather. I don't really know, but um, <laughs> yeah, the the girl and one of the cousins they do the thing, and there's like this weird creepy romance between them, and it's why. <laughs> but it's meant to be taken straight. Yeah, very much. Hmm. <laughs> very uh-huh. much so. Anyway, they get separated, but they're reunited at the end. They live happily ever after, mostly. You love to see it. You love to see them cousin fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) I watched another movie too, but I can't remember what it was. Val, Sam, you and I both watched Val, and I don't think I talked about it that much when I watched it. I don't think I watched it at all, actually. Val? Val. Oh, Val, the Val Kilmer. um, Yeah. Documentary sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, the uh, uh, alchemist is asking a question. Is that one of those porn type games? I mean, I think it's a movie that she watched, so maybe a porn yeah, type movie, a movie that she watched. Is it a choose your own adventure? No, it was PG 13, actually. <laughs> oh, that's really How'd they get away PG-13 with that? PG 13 with cousin fucking. Oh. I don't know. Actually, never mind. Uh, I probably should I mean, it didn't show that. it, but it definitely. Well, they kissed. It was weird. They, it definitely implied it 100%. <laughs> creepy. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I had to like Google it. <laughs> like, did I hear what? that right? Are oh. they actually like <laughs> cousins? Yeah. Weird. How that what was the name was of this movie? How I live now. How I live now. Yeah. Was it good? Besides that. Mm, no. Okay, so not a good movie. I Got mean. It. Eh, no. <laughs> I couldn't get past <laughs> the whole cousin thing. <laughs> cousin romance. Like, oh, this would be sad, but they're cousins. <laughs> yeah, maybe, actually. Um, Talking yeah, about but... sad, the documentary Val. Yeah. Val, yeah. It was very sad and just. Damn. Um. He's not well. No, he's not. Did did I talk about that when I watched it? Nope. Uh, wow, that must have been. I think you talked about it, or I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. Yeah, I don't remember actually. But yeah, uh-huh. it's literally just a documentary about Val Kilmer, produced by Val Kilmer. His son narrates it. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just Val Kilmer. I didn't know this until the documentary, but since he was a teenager, he had gotten a camcorder. And he recorded everything he possibly could, really. Uh, even when mm-hmm. he was on set, just doing stuff. So there's like a bunch of behind-the-scenes footage of like Top Gun and stuff like that. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Just a bunch of movies. And then like him talking about the behind-the-scenes, you guys see like footage of these people like just sitting in a dressing room fucking around, um, just being idiots, being assholes. And all while you're learning about like where he was in his life at that point, like mentally mm-hmm. and like... How, what he wanted was with his career i think one of the funniest moments in it for me is that he talks about um being in top secret and at the time he was yeah. just enamored with this actress he's like she was the most polite one of the best actresses i'd ever seen on stage or otherwise and she was 
oh, we're working in this play. I can't even remember the name of the play, but it was something that sounded French and foreign and very fancy. Um, <laughs> and she's working on that. And he's like, and I was in the state to film this fucking trash top, uh, top secret spy comedy. And I just felt like fucking nothing. I hit my big break and I felt like nothing. Um, it's really great. Honestly, it's sad. Like there's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's so yeah, it's, fucking. It's a documentary of a man who is very much dying. Yeah. So oh, it, yeah. It barely, it barely goes into his throat cancer, really, and like how that affected him. Um, I would say it only covers that for like the last fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it, he really needs to tell you how much it affects him because he kind of. Yeah, I don't know. It's very it. sad. It's very sad. <laughs> Um, yeah. But also, like, I don't know. Like, he's actually a good artist and a good writer. And yeah, that's what's like so strange about something it, like, you would have thought about him, I guess. Yeah, he was always like the pretty boy who like did these very pop culture movies. And mm-hmm. at the end of it, he makes it very clear like that was never his goal. Like that was the ends meet that allowed him to pay bills and stuff like that and live the life he lived. But, like, he never wanted to be, like, this pretty boy face. He wanted to do, like, real acting. He yeah. wanted to do stage plays. He wanted to do, like, fucking Hamlet, mm-hmm. I think it was, was his favorite thing he wanted to do. Yeah. And it goes into, like, how his dad basically scammed him out of all of his money at one point. <laughs> oh, my how, God, yeah. Um, he invested a ton into land in New Mexico that he eventually had to sell off once he got sick. Um, his divorce and how that affected his relationships and stuff like that and how acting affected his his marriage now he wishes that it wouldn't have gone that way and things like that and like the lessons that he learned throughout his life and like maybe one step too late he learned them kind of things yeah. a lot of that in there kind of just uh, hindsight being in 2020 yeah um, mm-hmm. and then just one of the things that I think is like so great about this is you get to see him you can see like this love and passion for life and like the world that he has yeah. through how he acts and like he has throat cancer. So like he, he can't speak unless he has his finger on the throat, the on hole the in trachea his throat, hole. On his trachea hole. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, he's still like trying to play jokes and play pranks on his kids and like run around and have fun. But like, he's physically just not able to do it. Like he wants to. And he still does like meet and greet stuff too. And it's crazy. Yeah, or at like least that, during this documentary, I don't know if he still does, but I think he still does because like it goes to where he goes to a screening of Tombstone, um, mm-hmm. and he starts talking about how he always thought that like meet and greets like this and like going to conventions was like where actors would go to die, like that's when they've lost their careers and stuff like that. And he's like, I used to think that that was the worst thing in the world, and I was so depressed about it for the longest time. And he's like. It took me a really long time to realize, like, that's not the saddest thing. This is the best part of the job. I get to go out and meet the people whose lives I've actually touched. I get to go and meet these direct people who actually appreciate my work, and I've changed their lives and done something. And he's like, that's actually the most beautiful part. And it took me a really long time to learn that. Like, this is actually what the job is supposed to be. Yeah. And that's actually, I feel like I've learned a lot about actors just by, like, going to places like Comic-Con. Yeah. Because, like, um, I guess, like, I... I think I've talked to you like not on the podcast, but I've talked about it with you before, probably of like the difference between like Comic-Con and TwitchCon. Mm-hmm. Cause like I went to Comic-Con and there was like some high end actors there. And I remember like uh, one of the years I went to like Salt Lake Comic-Con, I was going there cause I was um, trying to get an autograph from, um, from Norman or Norman Reedus. Yeah. 
because uh, um, we have a fr- yeah, we have a mutual friend. She's really into the Boondock Saints. I mm-hmm. got uh, the original three people for the Boondock Saints. I got uh, two of their autographs. I just need to get Norman Reedus's for hers. Uh, two of the times that he was supposed to show up to Salt Lake Comic Con, he just straight up ditched it for something else. <laughs> Walking Dead, yeah, to go film Walking Dead. And yeah, it was one of those things. Like, don't get me wrong; like, he was super busy around the time because, like, this is around the time that he was filming. Nah, Walking he was Dead just hanging out with Kojima. On, yeah, and That's hanging like... out with Kojima and like <laughs> all sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> but like, there's that. But I also got to meet people like, um, like a Gray Griffin, which she was an absolute sweetheart. Like, she was probably way nicer to me than I deserved to be at that point in time. But like, she was like, I feel like with people like her, because you know she's done a lot of really profound voice acting stuff like she was the voice of Daphne from Scooby-Doo for like the past 20 years I think she's still doing the voice of Daphne she was the voice of Mandy from Billy and Mandy like all these other like crazy uh like things like it's one of those like if you've watched a cartoon or played a video game you probably heard her voice and she was one of the cheapest people there because she wasn't there for the money she was just there to meet the fans and meet people whose lives that she are that was touched by her performances and everything yeah and you know meeting people like her and then like going to TwitchCon where like didn't matter how big the streamer was. None of them act like celebrities. Like all of them are just like, I'm kind of surprised people are coming to say hi to me to begin with, with that. And it was like a whole different atmosphere with something like that too. But like, I want to say with like Comic-Con, like certain actors, especially like the higher end actors, not only were they more expensive to like go and get autographs for, uh, a lot of them seemed like they didn't want to be there as much as like some of the other people, like a lot of voice actors that were just like happy to meet the our fans they've touched over the years and stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, I think like the very first year that I went, like William Shatner was supposed to be there and he left like four hours into the meet and greets that he was doing because he just didn't want to deal with the his or with the audience there, which I think they upgraded because they got Patrick Stewart to take his place. So huge upgrade. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, going back to Val, um, the movie just kind of ends with him being like, yeah, I just I have this little art studio here in New Mexico. Uh, I live next to my daughter. I get to spend time with my children all the time. Like, um it's um, I'm having the best life that I could possibly have right now. And I don't think I regret anything. Um, mm-hmm. It's very touching. Actually, it's an extremely touching documentary. Uh, it, it, goes is, into it, really last, is. it goes into his last project, which I didn't even know was a thing. It was a stage play that he'd wanted to do where he played Mark Twain. He wrote, directed it. Uh, he put on a ton of makeup. Like he would be unrecognizable to anybody if they saw him. in the stage yeah. play. Um, yeah. And it seemed like it was probably genuinely a really funny and interesting stage play to go to because there was a ton of like audience interaction from the looks of it mm-hmm. and he was about to take it on to broadway and it's gonna be this huge thing and that's when uh he realized he had throat cancer um but yeah it's a really touching documentary and it it's sad because like you really get this picture of an artist who always wanted to do more and then because of like his looks and a couple of roles he got early on like really forced him into a very specific yeah they, way that he had to go in hollywood yeah they kind of forced him into like almost that brad pitt stereotype yeah absolutely yeah and, yeah, and I, I did always like especially in the movies that he played in the 90s i always saw him as one of those characters too but mm-hmm. it, i i don't think it was until i was already an adult that i realized that like oh there's a lot of typecasting that happens in hollywood of just like oh this person's really good at this one thing he could be good at something else, but we're going to keep him here because we know that he works here. Yeah, basically. Also, Hunter Yalkmus in chat is saying, don't feel bad whenever Comic-Con comes around here. They always bring like the guy who played Stormtrooper number blah, blah, blah from Spaceballs. So yeah. <laughs> at least you got celebrities is what he's saying, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I've gotten that too because I've gotten to tell some friends about that. Uh, so far with Comic-Con, my two favorite interactions, like I said, was Gray Griffin. 
She was an absolute sweetheart. One of the nicest celebrities I've ever met in my entire life. And I got to meet um, Jess Harnell, which he's done like uh, the biggest things you guys probably know him from is he did Wacko Warner and he did a uh, Roger Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird. One of the nicest narcissistic men I've ever met in my entire life. Cause like he had like the, yes, say nice things about me kind of attitude, <laughs> but he was really nice about it. And he was like, really like general, like he seemed like he generally cared about his audience. And like, it seemed like some of that narcissistic behavior was almost like an act. Cause like, it was almost like he was expected to act like that. So he did it as almost like a joke. Huh? But at the same time, it seemed like he also really wanted the attention. I mean, yeah, if you're an actor, you want attention. That's yeah. kind of how it goes. Even if they don't say it, I mean, if you're acting, in some form of you, mm-hmm. you'll want some attention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So there was another thing I actually forgot to bring up that I had watched. Uh, Amazon original, The Future Wars. Um, Future Wars. Starring what's his name? <laughs> and what's her face? Uh, yeah. How'd you know? Um, what's it, what's it, the guy who plays Mr. Sounds Man? perfectly generic. <laughs> What? So <laughs> I can't think of his name. He was in Parks and Rec and then Guardians of the Galaxy. And he played Mr. Chris, Man? Chris, Chris, Chris. Chris Pratt. Chris oh, Pratt. Chris okay. Pratt. There we go. Chris I can't Pratt. remember his name in the movie at all. So it's Mr. Man. Yeah, when he said that, because like uh, in the original scary movie, they had a female coach that was named uh, Mrs. Man. Okay, oh, fuck. And- <laughs> You good, Sam? Apparently, her guest dropped something in her apartment. I really hope she's okay. Something seemed to have happened. Oh, yeah. That was, I dropped my controller and YouTube started playing. <laughs> oh. Okay. It Sorry. sounded like somebody broke in. So I yeah, it sounded like someone broke in and then you <laughs> laughed right before he killed you. <laughs> that might happen like that. I don't know. <laughs> No Falcon. Nobody broke right. in. It's just you two good. talking okay. to All me. Right. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Chris Pratt stars in it. And here's the thing. I don't hate this movie. Uh, I think that it really fucking flops hard after the first hour. But it has a really good premise. So it's basically a bunch of people come from the future, come to the past. They're like, hey, there's this war happening in the future. We're running out of bodies. If we don't win this war, the world will literally end. We need to start a draft and start recruiting people from everywhere in the world at, to send them into the future to fight this war, and then we will bring them back. Hmm. Um, but they okay. only draft people who are going to die according to their death certificate within the next seven years. So not people who are even going to be like alive during the war when it's happening. So oh, so they send like, like all the cancer people? Hmm. Yeah, actually, Stuff there's people like with cancer who like die of like heart attacks, stuff like that. They send people who are going to die anyway to the future to fight this war, um, which is fine. Like it's fine concept, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so do that. There's like 45 minutes of build up to that. I think probably before it even gets to the war stuff. Yeah. And then when it like actually gets to the part where the war is happening, I really like the design of the aliens. They're really fucking cool. And actually, very threatening. I think okay. I think they call them like silver tips or silver horns, something like that. They basically have these tentacles that come off their back and shoot little needles out. Um, they're like giant hordes. They're super powerful. Um, there's like this huge so fight they, scene, like the weird little fucking uh, tentacly arm things in Dead Space. 
Yeah, except like big. They're really oh. big. Yeah. I was actually going to say kind of like an alien manticore almost. No, more of like the thing that Sam is saying, like okay. the little babies that crawl on the walls in Dead Space. Oh, okay. But big. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. They're like actually very much like that, actually. Okay. Uh, it's a very cool design. They're very <laughs> threatening. It's really cool watching the fights happen. Uh, they get through that first little war area, and after that, the movie drops downhill 90% in quality. Um, it just feels like there's a trilogy stuck in this one two-hour movie. Oh. <laughs> And so, like, instead of, like, letting things play out and, like, be the plot and, like, boom, now we move on to the sequel in two years or whatever. It felt like they're like, well, we already wrote it all down. We know it's going to happen. Let's just do it all in the one movie. And so <laughs> there's, like, the whole plot of him not wanting to go to the future, but then, like, needing to to save the world. He, like, feels like he is destined for something greater because he's just, like, a history teacher. No, biology teacher, actually. Um, and then, like, he gets recruited and he gets forced to go history, to the future. Biology, he's, like, same military thing. and stuff. Yeah, same exact thing. <laughs> That's why I failed. Um, so, like, then he does that, and the war happens, and he's, like, fighting, and they go to the battle, a bunch of people die, and he gets out, and that feels like that should have been a movie right there, because he, like, learns about how he uh, ends up going back to his original time, and he, like, treats his family like shit, because he ends up finding his daughter, who is alive still in the future. She's, like, a big badass and kind of in charge of everything. Um, and she, they eventually have a talk and he finds out like, he's just kind of a giant asshole when he goes back to the present day, uh, as, as she remembers it. And that feels like one movie, boom, yeah. end it. And then there's like a whole other, the, I would say act two to act five, cause things move so quickly here. Uh, <laughs> there's not even like a three act structure there is, but it doesn't feel like it. Um, to where, like, he's working with his daughter to find the queen so that they can extract a, a blood samples from her and figure out how to, like, make this gas to kill everything. And that feels like that should have been its own movie. Um, and then there's another part where literally the movie ends and, like, they've accomplished their goal. And maybe I didn't understand, like, what they were doing to try and do this thing. I won't say exactly. But, like, they do the thing that they were trying to do with the daughter and she, like, sends him back to the time so he can fix everything. But he still keeps acting like that didn't happen. Like he needs to send this thing back to the future to save the future. But like the whole point was so he could bring it back to the past to save the future. So that did not make sense to me at all. Just I didn't understand hmm. why that was happening. Hmm. Because um, like the whole idea. I'm just going to fuck it. I'm going to spoil it. I don't give a shit. Um, okay, I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. It cost $250 million, by the way. Jesus. It wow. was meant to be released in theaters and then Amazon bought it. But um <laughs> so like the idea is they get this queen because queens have like different biology and they made this gas but it works on the minions but it doesn't work on the queens for some reason so they need to run tests to try and make a stronger gas so that it kills off the queen so that the queen can't make more people and they can kill off the other swarms that's a lot of words i'm sorry um and so they capture the queen they start running these tests it's like 20 minutes of them running tests they finally figure it out and he's like, okay, now we can mass produce it and then save the future. And like everything starts blowing up and he has to say goodbye to his daughter and blah, blah, blah. She dies in the future. It doesn't really matter because she's still alive in the past. He goes to the past with the samples. Like he makes it back with the samples just fine. And he's like, no, we have to send it back to the future to save everybody. But like he literally has the gas to mass produce to stop the alien invasion from happening now. So like, I don't he know can why. He stop it all the... from happening to begin with. So I, yeah, I don't know why the movie keeps happening. But then he's like, 
starts going into this whole thing of like needing to find where the aliens came from so he could stop the invasion. And then it turns out that the aliens aren't from outer space. They've actually been on our planet for years and years. Like they were the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs or something. I don't actually remember what happened or they were part of like a volcano eruption and then they got buried underground. And so they actually didn't come from outer space. It's just when this certain volcano goes off in like 2037 or something like that, it like melts the ice caps enough to where they thaw out and then come No global Hmm. warming, but also there's lots of volcano stuff in there. Because there's like ash, a certain ash under their claws. I have a question. It's really dumb. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so like people go there based on their death certificates. Yes. Like when they go there, does their death certificate change? I imagine so. <laughs> Which it's then just... brings up the problem of if their death certificate changes, then then when their death certificate say that's when they die. Absolutely, <laughs> Sam. It... I'm right there with you. Is it? Does it only happen when like the decision is made? Like it doesn't make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a whole lot of cause or effect bullshit. stuff happening here that I yeah. don't think they thought about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's but... there's another movie that like the premise of it was really interesting. Entire movie's fucking garbage though. Was wait, wait. Let me get through this third act here. Okay. Which I'll call Act Ten, because uh, <laughs> again, this feels like it should have been the end of a trilogy. He like goes and he gets all of his friends who like survived from the future war who made it back. And then, like, his dad, which is, like, a whole plot point I'm not even going to bring up because it's dumb. Um, but he, like, gets all these people and gets this group together. And they're going to Alaska. And they're going to this glacier. And they're going to go in there. That felt like it should have been its own movie, too. Because yeah. that's a cool plot point. It's just fucking alien at that point or whatever. Or aliens, it felt like. <laughs> and, like, they go in to, like, find this ship that's melting under the ice to kill all the aliens before they hatch. That feels like it should have been its own thing. And at this point, I gave up on caring about the movie like 45 minutes ago. And there's just like every five minutes, there's like, oh, they're going to die. Oh, he saved him. Oh, no, they're going to die. He saved him. Oh, no, they're going to die. They saved him over and over and over again between the same two mm. characters. And I didn't give a shit. Like I had stopped giving a shit 45 minutes ago. Yeah. I really like, OK, so both these guys have plot armor on them. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Um, Damn. So like the first <laughs> hour of that movie is really promising. And then it's just nothing after that. It was just a nothing movie that I wouldn't recommend. Yeah. Which I don't know if I talked about in the podcast. I know I've talked to you about it in particular, but like that movie Future World, the premise of it was really cool. Everything else sucked about it. Is that the one starring the sexual harasser directed by the sexual harasser? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like premise of that movie is um, like uh, cyborg AI is a thing. Uh, They, there ends up becoming this war between, uh, you know, AI and humans because like, uh, AIs end up realizing like, you know, humans are garbage and everything. And uh, what they do is I guess the humans end up dropping a bomb in order to like destroy all the AI. And it looks uh, like a mix between Mad Max and like the second Resident Evil movie. Kind of. <laughs> but like that's the thing. It does have very much like a Max Ma- Mad Max vibe to it, too. But like they kind of destroyed the world and like uh, the AI that survived are reprogrammed and like shut down, basically. And there's like one AI that does survive. And wipe or basically like wipes her memory so that way she like has doesn't have like a pre um she doesn't have like a um an opinion on people I guess you can say and then like wakes up sometime in the future after like everything's now like a Mad Max dystopia and is basically kind of like learning whether humanity is still like worth saving or not which sounds promising but very low budget and directed and starring. 
like I said, sexual harasser guy, mm-hmm. which he doesn't exactly. He doesn't direct it low is. budget movies like that. I was well about to either. say Philip DeFranco, but not Philip no. DeFranco. Definitely not Philip James DeFranco. Franco. <laughs> yeah, it's it's directed and Philip starring DeFranco. James Franco, <laughs> starring YouTube celebrity. <laughs> um, I mean, and there's actually another show famous that he sexual is. harasser. It's Philip <laughs> definitely don't as, want that rumor getting around. Yeah. No. As far as we're concerned, I'm he's sure definitely not. Uh, I'm sure it's already writer. been a rumor of people trying to cancel everyone. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But that, or, I don't know, he actually wasn't a thing. It was this really dumb little, like, I guess back whenever um, it was still kind of the Wild West of, like, YouTube stuff. Uh, I guess HBO actually bought, like, a little miniseries thing called Hooking Up. What? Yeah, it was about, like, these college kids that were dating each other and stuff like that. It was, like, little, like, 10-minute episodes per thing. And, like, Philip DeFranco is one of the main characters in it. It's, it's basically an MTV show from what? the 90s, but... 10 minutes long per episode and starring Philip DeFranco. That's really like, weird. It's one of those things. Whoa. It's trash. He's actually trying to bury it because he knows it's trash, but people keep, still keep on bringing <laughs> it up because he knows that it pisses him off. <laughs> well, now I need to look that up. Yeah. I actually have it saved <laughs> on the playlist. Of course you do. <laughs> Talking about YouTube garbage. I've watched some YouTube garbage lately. Ooh. Me too. Um, hundred yard alchemist is acting. Doesn't follow the original of which one? The thing that Robbie brought up? The Philip DeFranco show? Was there an original of Hooked Up? Uh, that was the original. Uh, future it actually, World. It leaves... All right, I was going to say... Oh, the future things, World. Oh, Future World? I don't think there's a sequel. I, I want to say like they probably wanted to try to make a sequel, but once again, it's low-budget Mad Max. Was there an original Future World? I think that, I think it was based off of a 1970s movie, maybe? This okay. one's newer. Okay, like, this one was done asking. in 2018, I believe. Yeah, they were asking if it's based off of that. Yeah, I think it is. Or does it follow that? Yeah. That's what being okay. said. If you look up like the 2018 version of it, it's like one of the few movies that has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like people fucking hated that movie, there's and for good on, reason. There's a few on there, and they're all garbage. Yeah, they rated that for a purpose. Um, but yeah, talking about like YouTube garbage, I've been watching this guy called Quentin Reviews, uh, specifically a a thing that he did two very long videos on that I never actually watched as a kid or as an adult, iCarly. Okay. Um, and he just did a four and a half hour video on the first three seasons and then a three Jesus. and a half hour video on the, pr- on the um, next three seasons. So there's six seasons of iCarly in total, I guess. Um, um, I think I've seen a few of this, these, this guy's videos. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with him and I think he's a little too much like, too PC and too like realistic thinking. Like he has this whole segment in these iCarly videos to where he counts the crimes that they've done and takes it seemingly very serious or maybe I just don't understand his humor. Um, Cause I've oh. not laughed once watching his videos. So I'm not <laughs> oh. sure if he, there's like a weird humor he has or if I just think he's not funny. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but like I'm watching them. I watched the first four and a half hour one never having watched iCarly at all. And I'm almost done with the second one. Um, like, I don't know. I didn't realize like Carly was that big of a deal. Was it? Was it like a huge I mean, thing for some? I, mean, I want to say guess like, so. It was like after my time. I guess probably after your time too. Yeah, it, it was, was after. Our time. Like, you would have been like we were, the age to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I think we were in high school by the time that iCarly came out, so it was definitely like not for our demographic, especially yeah, considering I think right. it was for young women. I don't know necessarily so like women. Way but... after my time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, it definitely was like a Dan not, like, Schneider show, though. Like one. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. The, the feet thing. Yeah. So that's the other thing is he. <laughs> There are jokes that he keeps bringing up. He's like, and the thing that I, we can't ignore any longer that we have to bring up is that this show doesn't have a creator at all. It's just made by random people and we shouldn't bring it up. <laughs> like he keeps making that joke that it doesn't have a creator. Like he seems to actively not be wanting to bring up the Dan Schneider stuff, which for having him spent nine hours on this, I feel like he's really missing a discussion point that needs to be brought up yeah. that it was made by a fucking yeah. creep. I mean, because he literally spends time between talking about each season, counting up and very seriously talking about the crimes that they've committed. So like, <laughs> like even things that are very clearly just like dumb, stupid sitcom jokes, like another act, like another character tackling another character. He's like, and that's fucking assault. That's real fucking assault. And they just fucking did that. Like, which it, it, maybe it's I don't stick humor. Maybe I don't understand his humor. Like maybe that's a joke for him. But like it seems like he's taking it very genuinely. So I don't know. Maybe I need to watch more of his videos and I'll figure it out. But I don't think he's funny, so I don't know. And yeah. I don't know why I'm watching the R. Carly stuff. Because I never <laughs> You're watched like it. You're like two and a half hours in there like, why am I still watching this? <laughs> yeah, like I'm almost done with the second video. So what the fuck am I even doing? <laughs> I don't know. I, it, that almost feels like something I would listen to at work and like not be paying attention to it, but just like needing background noise. A perfect background noise. Yeah. And then for and then whenever I Carly comes up or like there's any sort of pop quiz or like fucking trivia night for iCarly you can go there and like fucking get all the questions right because even Bill Gates is gonna come into our fucking pod game chat one night he's like listen I love you but I can't donate a million dollars unless you know this weird fact about season two episode four of iCarly like oh shit the day I've been fucking waiting for for a month yeah I mean Stranger Things? <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you need this knowledge. Yeah, I, I know it I'm now. I just fucking know about iCarly now, so... Hmm. Got rid of some sort of math equation in there. <laughs> I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> Forgot how to spell doctor, but I know iCarly does weird dances now. <laughs> I mean... That makes sense, I guess. <laughs> I guess I don't know. You're the I, one that knows so much about iCarly. So. Yeah, master now. Dry is now the iCarly expert in this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Canon. Challenge E. He actually did watch it. Yeah. He was the of the age, so. Huh. Yeah, okay. Um. Anyway, cool. watch those videos. I don't know. Whenever it comes to like stuff like that, um, wherever he's like, "Oh yeah, like random people totally made this show, and we don't need to talk about it anymore." Um, there's a game that like recently started being sold on Steam and GOG and stuff like that because <sighs> apparently they were in this very long lawsuit with it. And it's a game. I don't even know if you heard of the game, but it's a game that I actually own, are owned on GameCube. Was a uh, Second Sight. I remember that game. Yeah, I yeah, that uh, part of it. yeah. That, I guess that game was like in a huge legal lawsuit, and they couldn't like it just like was taken off of shelves for like nine years and it recently got put back up on steam and stuff like that. Why? <sighs> I, I don't know the whole details of the lawsuit. I had to look more into that, but I guess it had to do with the lawsuit and like copyright are things between like, I guess it's because like, you know, multiple, um, multiple studios helped make the game. And then there was like fights on like who owns what with it. And so it just got taken off of shelves because they couldn't, uh, decide on like, you know, who gets to keep the royalties of it and everything like that. Uh, somebody did a thing like now that it's back on Steam uh, on Steam stores and everything. He did a review on it, or and uh, 
he was talking about like how he was gonna or how it's a hard game to get a hold of he's like so i went to my local shop and like started making coughing sounds and, like he's putting in the, uh, a rom site into his browser like while he's making co- coughing sounds and like <laughs> showing him downloading he's like i legally purchased a copy of it totally legally so i could play on my legal console like <laughs> doing that kind of joke like good joke it's yeah good joke. i feel like you could probably do stuff like that with dan schneider if you don't want to like say his names like it totally wasn't made by footy mcfooderson <laughs> sorry had something in my throat but like i feel like it's actually doing a disservice to the history of like just, not even just nickelodeon or that show but like the the name and the shit that he did in general like yeah. i feel like yeah. he deserves to be called out on that shit yeah it's kind of one of those towards yeah, young girls <laughs> it's one of those if you if you refuse to talk about the wrongs that he committed to these people, then he gets away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so another thing that I was watching talking about Nickelodeon, since we're on the fucking subject now, uh, I started watching, like I said, brought up last week that, are you afraid of the dark curse of the shadows? Oh, yeah. Lightning. Uh, mainly has watched episode two. And there was a point in the episode where they said, are you fucking serious? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Nope, I'm out. I'm done. I'm done. Um, Did they actually say fuck? They said no, fuck? No, no, Liz said that. She said she's out. She's oh, done. Oh, okay. She's no longer oh, interested in what's going on in the show. She said that. Yeah. Um, it's something that I kind of, kind of made me feel that way too. Episode two of this six episode run. They are... The Midnight Society is locked up in the house and they're like trying to defend themselves after they've been running away from the Shadow Man, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing with the Shadow Man is he can't go near the light. Like that's literally the first thing you shadow. find out about him because he's a Shadow Man. Yeah, exactly. You got it, Sam. You figured it out already. <laughs> Two seconds. You got it. Um, so this is Alan Wake done by Nickelodeon. Yeah, or or um, uh, not It Follows, but the other one. Lights Out. Yeah. Lights Out done by Nickelodeon. Okay. Even. Um, and so like their, their friend went missing at the at beginning of episode one and the whole thing has been like trying to find him and find out where he's at and they find his backpack and it has like a bunch of dumb party light up stuff. It's just full of like flashing lights and stuff like that. His backpack is and like glasses that light up stuff like that. Dumb stuff. And, like what? He wasn't a party guy. He wouldn't have had this backpack. These are toys for children. You f- clearly found the wrong backpack in the middle of the woods where our friend disappeared. Um, just really dumb but yeah (laughs) the other thing of this episode is that in the first episode you find out that if they're in the woods and they're in the woods past sunset that's when they get the curse for the shadow man so they set this whole alarm and stuff like that and they get out like two seconds before sunset but once they start getting cursed and all get haunted one by one they google it and they're like twilight in the fall is technically after sunset (laughs) So they're literally <laughs> cursed by a technicality. <laughs> Which is just like, that was great. Um, oh my god. Shadow Man lawyer got them. Yeah, I Shadow mean, Man uh... came out and he's like, technically, I mean, it is fall and twilight, so I'm gonna haunt you still. Just so you guys know, you technically broke the rules. Um, this is really dumb. That's not even the part that broke Liz. Um, the part that broke Liz is it's in the last 10 minutes of the episode. And they literally have a bunch of lights everywhere. Like they're they they're in their friend's house who is disappeared, and there's lights hanging all over his room. And they mention how the lights are everywhere, 
and they're reading the journals about how light saves everybody. And they've been using light to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they're at the climax where they're all like back to back in this room and all the lights have gone out. Um, by the way, there's a bunch of like string lights that are plugged into a plug in the wall and they also go out. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. That's very important for I'm going to tell you soon. Um, all the lights go out, even all the lights that are plugged into the wall. So you assume all the electricity has gone, right? And they're back mm-hmm. to back. And uh, one of the kids get crawled away and like taken into a closet and they're trying to like stop him half-heartedly because uh, it seems like the kids didn't want to like fall on their knees and bruise themselves or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they're like half-heartedly trying to get this kid back out of the closet. And then one of the kids like grabs a flashlight. Like literally he's looking around for things to like defend himself against the monster. And he's like looking around and like it does that lame thing of like the flashlights right there in the middle of the frame. And he looks at it and he's like, <gasps> a flashlight like he's going to use it to hit the enemy with like the the shadow man and he turns it on and trips and the light flickers and hits the shadow man and they're like oh, light that's what stops the shadow man what? But the flashlight breaks and so the shadow man comes back out and they're all back to back like trying to figure out by the way they all have cell phones uh, they never thought about the flashlight on their cell phones apparently okay, uh, okay. and they're like all back to back and I fucking hate this part because they're starting like find another light source, find another light source. And the kids looking around, looking around and there's this fucking ring light that you use for selfies. Yeah. They're bright as fuck. They're super annoying, but it's sitting right there. They're like find a light, find a light. And he's looking around. It's literally right in the middle of the frame, right where he's at. He's looking right next to it. And then somebody says, what about the ring light? And he's like, oh, ring light. Where is it? And he looks around for a second, then grabs it and he <laughs> holds it up and then plugs it into the wall and it turns on. The Why? same wall that all the string lights in the room are plugged into that are off. But for some reason, the <laughs> ring light works. Huh. And at that moment, Liz said, are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm fucking done. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> and she literally picked up her phone and started scrolling through Facebook. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a thing that she would do. <laughs> but also, why wouldn't she? Yeah, like... But it I'm is gonna... a kid's show. <laughs> It is, but, like, that first season revival was written and acted so well that this is actively a disappointment. This is genuinely one of those, like, the original was so good and the sequel's garbage. Kind of. I wouldn't even call the sequel garbage. I think some of the acting is fun and some of the actors are, like, really good. But, like, it's so clear that it didn't get the love or attention that that first revival did. Right. It's just so obvious. And I'm gonna finish it because I bought the thing for thirteen bucks, so I'm well, gonna yeah, watch it all. It's not, it's not up for streaming, is it? I think it's on Peacock. <clears throat> oh, okay. So that's why nobody's ever heard of it, right? <laughs> or no, 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 not Peacock. <laughs> Paramount Plus, because it's oh. Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, Paramount. that's even. Yeah. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is Jell actually has Paramount Plus. Why? Because she watches she watches trash why? ass TV. And she gets her trash ass TV on Paramount Plus. Yeah, well, that's CBS. That's where all your trash ass TV is. Yeah. So. so, like, that's where she watches, like, The Circle and uh, The Challenge and, like, all those reality TV show things. Yep, that's where you're going to get those. Which, yeah. Yeah. Which, that's actually something that happened recently because I didn't, I don't know if I told you, like, we finished our uh, watching Loki. No, you didn't. Yeah. Apparently, I forgot. Sorry. We finished that, like, a month ago. Oh, what but, like, think? it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I really uh, like the villain. Yeah. He's going to be huge. I, I like what they stuff. did the very last episode. Yeah, with the that. last episode's great. Yeah, it is. That almost makes the entire season. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, but while we were watching, she's like, you need to watch the second season of uh, Too Hot to Handle with me. It's like, 
Why? <laughs> you wanted to. Just admit it, Robbie. You Not like really. it. You watched it on your own. Eh, you no. actually watched it before her, and you're like, I just need to somehow sneak this in that she's going to want to watch the second season with me. <laughs> now you need to like, sneak in yes. Hot to Handle Brazil. <laughs> in your head, you're just like, fucking, yeah. I've been planting subliminal message all through the house. It's like, look at the whiteboard, and she says, too hot to handle? The pizza, I mean. Not the television show. The pizza. <laughs> yeah, that show's garbage. <laughs> 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 so Loki, huh? Yeah, Loki, it, that was. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, without like spoiling too much, I did like how they did like the whole uh, connected universes things and like how they're uh, slowly bringing the multiverse into it and kind of showing like you know how there's all these like powers that be, but like it's not exactly what you think it is, and like kind of bringing more of like the multiverse, uh, kind of like more like the people who are pulling all the strings kind of villains yeah. in there, which that's always what I found the most interesting is when they get into like the cosmic level of Marvel stuff. And it seems like they're starting to get into that level and that makes me excited about it. That's what all this next phase is going to be from what I understand. Yeah. Um, I'm actually extremely interested to see how the movies go now because, oh, I mean, Shang-Chi's doing great right now. Yeah. It's doing fucking blockbusters literally, which is great because, I guess I should mention that actually. I, that wasn't in the description, but that was a huge thing that me and Liz watched. We went and watched Shang Chi. Yeah, uh, we watched it at Cinemark in 3D because I had it was in 3D and I hadn't seen a 3D movie in over a year and a half because the world ended. Yeah, and I like gimmicks. <laughs> I mean, we all do. Let's be honest. Like even some like the plot points that we talk in movies and stuff like that. A lot of those are still gimmicks too. Yeah, but like here's the thing: the 3D in Shang Chi was fucking good. Um, it had like a bunch of dumb cheap stuff flying at the screen, like punches was great, but it had like really great depth actually. So something that was far away didn't just look like it was like, Oh, bad 3d. Like it actually looked far away and small. Like the 3d was really good. And there's a fight scene in there, by the way, Liz is afraid of heights for anybody that doesn't know this on the podcast or anything like that. (laughs) Um, she's afraid of heights and there's this one fight scene on a scaffolding and it just shoots straight down and said, Oh fuck no. And looked away from the, the screen of the theater. <laughs> so that was fun because it looked very far down. The 3D and that was really good. They did a really good conversion. Okay. I mean, I still, when I think of 3D movies, I think of like the very first 3D movie I've ever seen. Spy Kids 3D. No. Uh, it was actually the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean Friday the movie. 13th Part 3. <laughs> was that in 3D? Yeah, boy. I even have the 3D huh. glasses with it because I got Fuck. that collector's edition. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> but no, because like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 4, like, it, that was in 3ds whenever it was out in theaters but like a lot of it you can tell is like just like they cut it out and like pasted it on top so it popped out a little bit more the only scene that looked really good with the 3d of that is like at the end whenever um spoiler for that movie i guess <laughs> is like whenever the main villain is dying and like uh he's like turning into a skeleton and like he reaches his hand out to like as like his the last thing he does before he dies basically mm. uh that looked really good everything else looked like garbage um, I will say Shang-Chi is the best 3D movie I've seen. Okay. It genuinely just looked impressive in 3D. And in a lot of 3D movies, like you can sometimes have, have the problem of it was just filmed too dark. Yeah. So when it converts over, when they do the conversion to 3D and you're having to wear those sunglasses in the theater, it makes something that's already dark way darker. But with it being a Marvel movie, it's actually very bright. It's extremely colorful. The cinematography lends itself really well to the 3D. Uh, the first fight scene, I'll say, 
is really great in 3D. And it has the rings flying around everywhere. Like, it's it's fun. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'm going to say about this movie is it is an incredibly great kung fu movie first and a Marvel movie second. That actually makes me want to see it more. Yeah. It <laughs> is... I think that is what actually makes it so good is that the director was allowed to direct because famously so many Marvel movies are created in the, in the booth CG. Yeah. Like they make the visual effects years in advance and then the directors get the chance to go in and do the actual movie part. Um, That's a ton of Marvel movies do that. Actually. It's very annoying. Um, But Hmm. this one, because so much of it was the actors doing fighting and like actually being on screen doing the cinematography. I don't think they got the chance to do that nearly as much. Um, and so it feels like just a really good movie instead of like a really good Marvel movie, which I think saying it's a really good Marvel movie is becoming kind of a negative actually. Yeah. Cause like I said, like black widow feels like a really great Marvel movie that was four years too late, but it feels like a Marvel movie. Yeah. And so this one feels like a good movie first or a good movie that just happens to be a Marvel movie. Yeah. Except for the intro of black widow, the intro of the first three minutes intro of black widow feels way too dark. It's, it's uh, uncomfortably dark for what that movie ends up being. Hmm. Um, yeah, anyway. Oh, actually, something weird is happening in the world right now What's in that? movies. So you know how, like, physical media, nobody buys it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking doing great this week for a movie that maybe makes sense for it to be doing great. Um, and maybe makes me think that 4K as a physical medium has a chance so I can still keep being an idiot and getting my 4K <laughs> collection up like a dumbass. Um, I mean, I totally are get it. Like, gonna get that, those... Are you ever going to get that Suspiria 4K? No. Why would I buy a garbage film? Oh my god. You've bought so many garbage films just because <laughs> they're 4K. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I bought Dark Tower because it was 4K and 10 bucks. So. <laughs> I mean, I get the whole idea of, like, 4K, too, because, like, to be fair, like, streaming 4K, it's fine, but you have to have good internet with it, and you have to have a good screen with it, and even then, there's still, like, the whole bandwidth thing, and they still have to compress it. Yeah. You don't deal with that, or you don't deal with that with, like, 4K Blu-ray, because it doesn't have to be compressed, it's just on the disc, it plays what's on the disc. Yeah, exactly. You just, you get exactly, exactly as much as it can transfer as possible. Yeah. And, uh, the thing that does not get nearly enough love from, like, the 4k ultra hd format is the audio they can put so much uncompressed audio on those dicks dis not dicks <laughs> I, you could probably put a lot of uncompressed audio on dicks i'm not sure i've never <laughs> tested yeah, it. never tried <laughs> on those discs rather um and so you get way better audio quality and you get way better mixes with that kind of stuff right so okay, yeah, awesome. they can do, yeah they can do the 24-bit 7.1 channel audio for something like that yeah Okay, so uh, what was the movie? That was so great that everybody had to buy it. Oh, right. I thought I was talking about something. Um, yeah. <laughs> leaving everybody hanging. Oh, yeah. Thing. I don't care about the technicalities uh, or whatever the fuck of 4K. Just tell me the thing. Um, Zack Snyder's Justice League came out this week. Oh. Bleh. And it is doing really, really great on physical sales. Like, stupendously great for anything that's physical. Like, it's leading by a large margin and selling really well, actually. Better than can a physical you... movie has sold in a long time. Wow. Can you stream it anywhere, really? HBO Max. Okay. Just HBO Max. Um, 
But it's also one of those things of like, it's literally just on HBO Max. So buying the physical thing might be the only way you can watch it in the future. So I totally understand that. But also, the 4K of it specifically is selling more percentage-wise than any of the other versions. Hmm. 38% of all the sales are coming from the 4K. So, yeah. Is it good in 4K or what? I don't fucking know. Um, yeah, I mean, that movie probably looks fine in 4K. I don't think that it's like a visual masterpiece or anything like that. It's definitely a directed by Zack Snyder film. I will say com- this, Zach, the Zack Snyder's Justice League compared to Joss Whedon Justice League, um, they are 100% different movies. Like, I didn't even think they would be because, yeah, but no, completely different movies. And it doesn't use any of the reshoots that Joss Whedon did for his version. So it's all Zack Snyder footage. And it feels like a completely <laughs> different movie from the theatrical version that came out. Like, it, it's actually good. It has character development. It's two and a half hours too long. But, I mean, what are you going to do at this point? It's, uh, it's actually a good movie. It is pretty easily the best DC movie of this DC Extended Universe that's out right now. I'm not going to say it's the best DC <laughs> movie because uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy exists. So obviously that's going to win. Cause that's fair. It has Superman in it. The Justice League? Yeah. Yeah. It Superman has. Sucks. Superman does suck. He's the worst. He's fucking boring. So boring. But yeah, anyway. it has <laughs> Speed Racer. I can't flash. <laughs> I couldn't remember his goddamn name. It has Flash in it. Aquaman. Go Speed Racer, Barry Allen. <laughs> flash, Aquaman, uh, Cyborg, Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman, Batman, and Superman. Um, and actually, the biggest difference between this Justice League and the Theatrical Justice League, in the Theatrical Justice League, they would not let Cyborg just be a broody teenager because apparently the studio was afraid to let a black man be angry on the big screen, according to all the insiders and the man who who played Cyborg himself. Um, so they wanted to make him fun and like uplifting and so not angry because they didn't want people to think of like angry black man, angry scary. black man, scary. Yeah, like um, and so they didn't like let that story just be what it was and. In the Zack Snyder version, you get like all of those scenes and you actually get character development and you get like what these characters are feeling and they let them breathe and talk and have conversations. Um, it's great. You get a way more Batfleck, which I like Ben Affleck as Batman, actually. I think he's a really good Batman. <laughs> he's a better Bruce Wayne, admittedly, but he's an okay Batman. Um, <laughs> this version also straight up says like, Batman, you're, you're just a human dude. With a fucking bat suit, we're gonna take on the actual fight. You distract them, mm-hmm. <laughs> which the <laughs> theatrical version does not do that. So, because yeah, it's one of those things that they always had to do with Justice League of like he's always the planner and like he he always has like the one up on them because he has like a conting- contingency plan for pretty much everything. Right, and literally Batman's thing in this one is like I'm gonna go and shoot at turrets, and while the Flash runs in a circle <laughs> to try and turn back time, I think it was. It was a really long movie, so I maybe I'm forgetting some of the stuff, but <laughs> <laughs> things and stuff happens, and Batman just does what he just does his best. Apparently, I think Speed Racer's there. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, while Barry Allen is like trying to turn back time, 
uh, Speed Racers comes out of nowhere and back. Like, Whoa, he's going too fast. Oh, oh, shit. You know why I thought of Speed Racer? Why? I'm just realizing it now. Because, <laughs> god damn it, fuck my life. In American Horror Story, um, <laughs> what's his name's it character? It all comes back around. It all comes back to American Horror Story. <laughs> well, shit. Um, Macaulay Culkin's <laughs> character like takes the vampire pill that makes him a good writer. Uh, the season's really dumb. I'm not going to go into that. But, um, okay. <laughs> it's really dumb. It's really dumb. Um, but he gets, he like writes a speed racer script in a notebook and he's like a crackhead and stuff like that. Um, but he gets, it gets picked up and he like gets picked up to do a speed racer extended universe and be like a show and an animated show and stuff like that. So that's why I was thinking of speed racer. I think okay. why speed, speed racer. So weird. I don't know. <laughs> For half a second, I was thinking you were going to say like the actor who played Speed Racer in the live action version was on an episode or something. Probably too. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I don't even know who was in Speed Racer. Actually. No, wait. Yes, I do. It was that guy in that one van movie, Into the Wild or something. Yeah. 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 The van movie. I was going to say the uh, main like, gangster Damon guy in Alpha Dogs, but... Isn't what? Matt Damon. No. What is Into the Wild? I don't know what the fuck that is. Oh, <laughs> uh, Into the Wild is based off a true story, if I remember correctly, about mm-hmm. a guy who like was trying to get or was trying to basically become one with nature in a way and like get closer to the earth. And but he went out into the wild mm-hmm. with like zero survival skills, and so he had no up, preparation. Yeah, no preparation. So he like legitimately like starved to death. Like he, I guess he learned a lot about life and living and stuff like that and like and uh, really got in touch with himself yeah but he, he really got in touch with himself <laughs> but he <laughs> wouldn't trade it at all for a sandwich is the problem yeah because he like huh. doesn't know what plants are good to eat he doesn't know how to hunt he literally doesn't know how to do anything yeah so um... hey jimmy we're talking about a whole bunch of things Sounds currently like a movie called Into the wild deserved. based off a true story where a guy starved to death in a bus it's a sad bus. movie. I watched yeah. it when I was like house sitting one time. I watched that, took but a nap, he... ate tuna fish, and then discovered what Supernatural is and watched season one of that in the same day. It was a weird day. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's the biggest thing you got from that day is that tuna fish is good. No, bad. It was bad tuna. Oh. I think it was expired. It's not was really that, that important. Was that one of the times you got food poisoning? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just I don't know why I remember the tuna fish. It was just garbage. It was though. just that bad. I think I tried to make tuna salad. Too. It was weird. It's, weird it's not very good as a sandwich. Maybe if I made it as a salad, it'd get better. Nope, nope, not better. <laughs> no, still expired tuna. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, that movie was called Into the Wild, I believe. Yeah. Jimmy. Which I've heard good things about it. Like I heard good things, like because I, I know it's based off of a real guy, and I know that like it's based off of what he put in his journal entries when he was out there. But I also know it's about a guy who went out into the wild completely unprepared and then starved to death, basically. Yeah. Which reminds me, there was a documentary about that dude who lived with bears. I never watched that. I always wanted to watch that. Hmm. What was it called? I have you guys no heard idea. about it? No. Anyway, a guy lived with bears, and it's all about like. How he um, went to I like think... live with bears every summer. Huh. I yeah. mean, I know there's a guy who's actually like living with a wolf pack at one point in time. And then like it was kind of going with like the way that like the hierarchy works with wolves and stuff like that. And how like he basically lived with them and he hunted with them and like, you know, did all the activities and basically just like in a weird way pretended to be a wolf. But like he, he was like one of the um, I'm going to say it wrong. Uh, he's basically like one of the people who are like trying to preserve the population and stuff like that. 
Um, that's kind of this guy with the bears. Okay. Um, spoilers. He gets eaten by bears. Um, <laughs> is it Timothy Timothy Treadwell? Is that what you I don't. I don't know. I just know that the documentary I'm exists. Googling. Or... Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do that. But yeah, and it's like all video footage that he took, and like he do, he would take his girlfriend with him and stuff on these trips occasionally. Um, yeah, that's kind of all I know about it. Okay, is that dude documented like eleven years of his life with living with these bears every summer? Grizzly then man, grizzly man, that's it. Yeah, and then yeah, like Timothy they escape him, and apparently only like two or three people in the world have ever watched the footage. So, huh. oh yeah. really? Why? <laughs> Because it's a guy being torn to death by a grizzly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and just out of respect, they have not uploaded it to the internet. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, it might be. I, I would assume that the extended family would like hold on to that and not put it on the internet. Yeah. Like they yeah. don't want their like uncle to be seen torn piece by piece from bears for the rest of eternity. Probably. No, that's fair. Uh, also, I mean, Jimmy is saying uh, the dude from The Girl Next Door is the main actor in the other one we were talking about, yeah. Into the Wild. Yeah, he Which, is. Yeah, I guess we're we're not doing him justice. He's been in a lot of movies. He's been in some good movies. He's been in some garbage movies. But yeah. he, he does have a wide uh, acting gamut. He's done a lot with his career. Yeah. Yeah, he's actually a pretty good actor. I liked him in 21. That was good, too. The girl next door, the one with like the porn actress or whatever, or the girl next door, the really fucking horrible, depressing one. (laughs) Um, I don't think it's a depressing one. It's a fake porn actress. It's not actually a porn actress in it. It's somebody who's pretending to be a porn actress, but in the world, she's a porn actress. There is, however, a movie called Miss March that has a ton of Playboy actresses and models in it. Okay, so there's this other movie, The Girl Next Door. I think it's, um, it was made into a movie. Which um, one? What? <laughs> uh, based on a Jack Ketchum novel, and I, it was really that's Ash Ketchum's tough. brother, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I remember. I, it's based on I think it's based on a real like murder I'm not sure but um, but yeah it's real fucking fucked man I swear a little on this podcast sorry <laughs> I mean so do we so you know fuck it yeah I have, if we tried to make a family friendly podcast I think we would literally be torn off the internet in like two episodes <laughs> so I feel like it could be possible we just have to get on the right subject matter something that we're not emotionally driven by so that way we don't cuss and we actually like watch what we're saying so like here's the thing i was actually experimenting for a while with like bleeping out the cussing in our podcast to try and like get it off the explicit list and stuff like that because you just have a way better chance of like getting out there into the world if you're not explicit yeah for certain audiences and like i can't bleep that much I I literally can't put that much bleeps in. It's too many. It's too many. Is it bleeps. really bad? Is it really bad when I'm on, on the podcast? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there was like one podcast episode we had where like me and E just kept on looking at each other and saying "fuck off" for like probably a minute and a half. Yeah, it was good stuff. Um, Emily Hirsch, Emil Hirsch. What are we talking about? Uh, the actor from girl next door and into the wild and 21 and alpha dogs and that is that his name 
Maybe. I'm going to look him up. Are we talking about the girl from Girl Next Door? Oh, I have no idea what her name is. I don't know what we're talking about right now. Movies, mostly? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah, anyway, Miss March. That was, a lot of people fucking hate that movie, you know that? People really hate I mean, Miss they March. do, but like, it is kind of, it is very much an early 2000s comedy, but I think because like, we in general have... Kind of. Yeah. But I think it's because, like, since we had, like, such a love for, like, the whitest kids you know and, like, Trevor Moore's style of uh, style of comedy, I think we kind of just have a soft spot for that movie. Yeah. It, um... Yeah, Emile Hirsch is the name of the actor. Okay. Um, so, Trevor Moore has, like, a mostly okay opinion on the movie. He says he doesn't hate it. I've been watching a lot of, like, stuff from Wise Kids You Know and stuff because of Trevor Moore's death. Yeah. Really kind of fucking hit me hard, actually, because he was a huge inspiration for mine for, like, comedy. So I've been going back and watching all their live streams and all the projects that they've been doing. And it turns out that Trevor Moore is basically okay with it. Like, he never hated the movie. But Zach fucking <laughs> hates it. Even at the time, he's like, what the fuck did we do? This movie's garbage. Um, I mean, the overall plot is kind of garbage of that movie, but there are a lot of jokes that I did like about it. And I think that's like that's what holds that movie together for me, is like some of the smaller jokes. Like a good example is like the baseball bat joke, like that one. Baseball bat joke's perfect. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, like they were they were just having a conversation about that, and they're talking about how they knew it was garbage, and they felt like they had to fire the the editor at one point, like after the movie was done. So they're like, we got the first rough cut, and the movie was fucking garbage, <laughs> and uh, we knew we had garbage on our hands, and we're like, okay, clearly we have to fire the editor because that's the problem. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't. Um, I like that movie, by the way, but. They started like taking it on tour around campuses for like pre-screenings and stuff like that to see what people would think of it, and then they would sit around to do like a Q and A at those. And there, they the movie goes on. There was like nary a peep in the audience apparently, and they go on start asking questions. The first question they get, a girl just stands up, and they're saying like the question she asked was like, "So, was that movie what you guys actually wanted to make? Did that turn out <laughs> how you wanted?" Ow. <laughs> And they literally both just like looked at each other like, uh, no, not really. Next question. <laughs> like, you gotta have some balls on you. You'd be like, is that actually what you wanted to make? <laughs> yeah. I do actually agree with Patty Wagon that James McVoy does need more credit. I think he's a brilliant actor. Uh, that's what's his name. I'm, what the fuck does that even mean? Um, <laughs> the guy in Split? James McAvoy, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's in Split, he's in Wanted, he's in Transcendent, he's in Filth. Yeah, he's um, great. Yeah. He did this one two-part movie that I only watched one part of because it made me really sad. Um, It's like a movie about a relationship <laughs> or something? Hey, guys. Hey, Sam. Um, yeah, we're, we're hitting the two-hour mark. two hours, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess it is, huh? Yeah, wow. Gotta... And me and Robbie went into this being like, we're only going to do an hour of this. Yeah, movie. I was thinking that yeah. too. And like, I'm actually getting texts from Joe, like, are you coming home soon? No. <laughs> <laughs> the show goes on for 24 hours now. Uh, I just need to find the name of this movie real quick before we leave because this is going to bug me forever if I don't get this on here. Oh, the McAvoy movie? Yeah. yeah. But no, like, I still have yet to find a movie that I didn't like him in. Like, he was a really brilliant actor. Even, like, to be fair, like, Wanted is kind of a garbage movie, but he does a really good job playing that movie still. Uh, X-Men, yeah, he's really good in that. Yeah. The Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. Oh. It is one movie, technically. So it's a weird thing, actually. 
So there's Sounds the like disappearance. A, um, one of my traumatic walking sim games that I like so much. <laughs> <laughs> kind of is, actually. The reason why most people know who Eleanor Rigby is is because uh, she's the song of, or she's a Beatles song. Right. So this movie is two movies, technically. Um, it is Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby, uh, two films, one love, him and her. And then one is from his point of view from everything. And so you like get to see his story and they share a lot of scenes. Yeah. Like whatever scenes they're both in together, both the movies have it. So it's his story and her story. And then they did like a big cut of it where it was both of them put together, which I think was like almost four hours. Jesus. Um, but I only watched his story and then I was like, oh, wow, that was super depressing. I'm not going to watch the next one. <laughs> like there's nothing that that one's going to do that's going to make me happy. I mean, I would probably watch it, but I like depressing media for whatever reason. I mean, maybe I'll watch it now. Maybe I'm more sophisticated now. I doubt it. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I guess I can actually add on to that is like, it's one of those things because like I remember not thinking too highly of like the idea of that movie felt whenever I first heard about it. Mm. And that movie ended up being a lot sadder than I expected it to be for being a dark comedy. Well, dark comedies kind of get there sometimes. Yeah, but that that is one of those dark comedies that like basically just draws like it's basically drawing the line of like is this just sad or is it actually funny? And it has some stuff that actually is funny because like it, it is very much of like a guy who's just trying to get laid a lot. Yeah, and like one of the uh, one of the big jokes is like he takes a Xerox picture of his dick and he like enhances it over and over <laughs> and over again to make it look like it's huge. Who hasn't been there, really? <laughs> I mean, of course, haven't we all been there, Sam? Hmm. <laughs> You Xerox your dick oh. a ton. Everybody does it. But yeah, yeah, like the whole joke of that is like, you know, he Xerox his dick to make it seem like it's huge. And then like a girl thinks that he has like a, this massive dick. And so she goes to have sex with him. And like he basically bends her over a desk to have sex with her. And she, you just see her face when she realizes like that picture was fake. And like while oh, he's humping good. her in the back, she's like, wait a minute. And he's just laughing in the background. Like it has jokes like that in it, but it also has like some actually really sad moments. Huh. I was going to answer this question in chat real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll yeah. call out. We'll call it a night. Um, Patty Wagon says, any Office fans? Y'all seen John Krasinski in both Quiet Place and Tom Clancy? Um, we actually did do a, to- a, not a Tom Clancy, a Quiet Place Part 1 and Last Ones in Podcast Go to the Movies Part 2 for Quiet Place and Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, that is on our Podbean here if you want to listen to those and get our opinions on those. We did watch those. Um, and then... Me and my wife watched Tom Clancy season one and gave up around episode four of season two. Um, they did like a weird thing with the 4K HDR on that where his lips are annoyingly red and it bugs me and I can't fucking <laughs> I watch it. I forgot about that. Like it made me literally go into my settings on my TV and fuck with it for four hours to try and get his lips to not be so red. Jesus it really Christ. fucked with me. Yeah. I could not get it, over it. It very much looks like he's wearing lipstick the entire time. Yeah. Like unnaturally. Um, Maybe he was. Maybe he was. <laughs> maybe what's so wrong with that what, what's wrong with i mean if he was lipstick? then so was every other actor but like none of the actresses but the actors it just looked like his lips were sunburned so it looked bad it looked like he was wearing like white french powder from the 1700s and then his french lips were burnt. yeah i don't it's, know what making <laughs> up this, this political intrigue moment is happening and you're supposed to care about like what they're saying and dry is just like staring at his lips going motherfucker you are hard to look at <laughs> Just imagine somebody <laughs> saying fucking John Krasinski, <laughs> one of the most handsome men in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we're hitting, we're past the two hour mark, actually. Yeah. So we're going to call it on this one. Yeah. 
Uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of us, they can do that at the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. You can find our social medias and where else to listen to our show at Linktree, on our Linktree, I should say, L I N K T R dot E E forward slash L O I P. Again, that is L I N K T R dot E E forward slash L O I P. Um, I guess, Robbie, uh, take us out of here. Yeah. So if you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another and make sure to be safe. Make sure to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Make sure to stay six feet apart. Wear a mask if you're out in public. If you can, get vaccinated. But if not, make sure to stay home, stay alone, and stay alive. And whether this is the very first time you've joined us tonight, which seems like we have a lot of people tonight, or whether you've been this since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sam, for being on the show. Yep. yep. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah, of course. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you for anybody that listens to the archive of this. That'll be up in a week. Uh, have a great night out there. Hope you're having a great week. We will be back with another regular episode on Thursday and another live show next Saturday night. Have a great one, everyone. I'm going to hit this music. Um, yeah, I should have hit that music way earlier. Yeah, probably. <laughs> makes this exit a little more awkward, I guess. Yeah, I guess we're just going <laughs> to sit here and listen to the music while we go to the outro. Yeah. Um, yeah. James McAvoy. Also pretty handsome. Yeah. He is a very handsome man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Uh, Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.